It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like Thursday nights. I've always Thursday nights. That's not right. Single time that we come through, it's the pop belly game. Must we got it on lock? This the podcast, we will never stop. This the pop belly game. It's the pop belly game. Hey. <clears throat> Hey, this is the Popular Gamers Companion Podcast for the week of July 7th, 2016. This is episode number 94 on our road to 100, and we're coming to you live on the All Games Radio Network. We are live every Friday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to chat and interact with us on the show, you can. You can do that by going to allgames.com forward slash live. Uh, the live chat is always lit, as the young people say, so even if there's no live show, there's always someone there to talk about stuff. You're going through a messy divorce, there's always there, like, a, a sympathetic shoulder to cry on. Cry on. I'm your host, Yasaraja, a.k.a. Icon Boy on Xbox Live and PlayStation Nation. I've also started playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, so please add me on Steam. My username is Icon Boy. Or IC0NBOY. I don't know, because no one's ever added me. So anyways, uh, who's uh, got a packed house today? Who's with me here today? That's right. There's nobody here again. I'm on my own. Yeah, I know, I know. But we will persevere. We will push through. And we will, we will have a good show. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, fake audience. I really appreciate it. Anyways, uh, we got at least people in the uh, in the um, in the chat here ready to hear our nonsense, my nonsense today. I want to thank all the people in the chat for coming through, especially our homegrown hero. I'm sorry, I should have this ready. Thank you, Tiger Claw, for always changing the uh, topic in the chat. And uh, listening to our um, nonsense. So here we go. Um, today's to- topics today that we have going on. We went to um, see Spider-Man Homecoming last night. And I know a lot of people have not seen it yet. So uh, no worries. No spoilers. I see people in the chat. Uh, no spoilers. So definitely we're going to talk about it in broad strokes. Uh, it's so weird to sit here by myself and talk. Um, anyway, so who went yesterday? It was me, uh, Ernest Rizal, uh, Brian Austin, our anime guy, and uh, a special guest, uh, our only patron, uh, Grant Gill, came with us as well. I don't know if he wants everybody to know that we know Grant in real life. And uh, occasionally, I mean, I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, it was nice to see him uh, come by. Tiger Claw with some, uh, always with the downer news, Uh talking about Joan Lee, Stanley's wife, unfortunately passed away. Uh, and a little anecdote, uh, back uh, before he made uh, Fantastic Four, um, Stanley was really um, thinking about like not doing any of it, like just exiting the whole 
the whole business. And then she said, hey, you should make characters that really talk to you, that you want to make. And then that's where he came up with the idea of Fantastic Four. So kind of this uh, family dynamic and flawed characters. And I think for the most part, most of the Marvel Universe is like that. That's one of the reasons I really love the Marvel Universe. Yes, you have your pantheon of so quote-unquote gods like you have you know the infinity gems and like the the higher level beings and then you have aliens but then you also have uh flawed human beings uh, that just happen to be special in some way um you know x-men is kind of like a metaphor for civil rights in a lot of ways right and um you know you have your street level guys that uh, they never see any cosmic fights but they are uh you know on the ground fighting bad guys on a daily basis so uh anyways um uh, as far as Spider-Man is concerned, I'm a huge, huge Spider-Man fan. I loved Spider-Man. I think my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe are Spider-Man and, believe it or not, the Punisher. Um, I, uh, Comics-wise, um, you know, I love the fact that the Punisher, he has such a dark kind of background, really depressing background. And I think for the most part, like, if you saw your family die, you'd probably go crazy and start wanting to kill every criminal there is as well, right? So uh, I love the 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 inf- the Armory comics. All the um, I think it took a really bad turn once they turned him into this like weird angel guy. I think at one point he shoots himself in the head in an alleyway and he commits suicide, and then he comes back to life as a as a weird uh, uh, angel type dude, angel slash demon type dude with a special trench coat. He can pull any weapon he wanted out of his trench coat. It totally negated the whole fact that the Punisher was a normal person and had to plan ahead and, um, you know, uh, plan where he was, like, uh, you know, planting guns and so on and so forth uh, whenever he attacked one of these crack dens. <laughs> he was he's mostly after the crack dens. Um, did I know that Joan Lee was the voice of Madam Webb? No, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Speaking of Madam Web, uh, I think uh, the 90s, um, <clears throat> the 90s cartoons really captures Peter uh, Parker and Spider-Man, the essence of the character. It's really well done. The balance that he has to have between his personal life and being Spider-Man, the guilt that he constantly feels, they really play up, um, you know, great power, great responsibility in the cartoon as well as the first Raimi movie. So I, when... When the first Spider-Man movie came out, it really, really blew me away as far as what they could do with the Spider-Man effects at the time. Like, if you look back now, uh, and I was telling, like, after the movie last night, we stood outside the theater for, like, an hour, and um, uh, we were talking about uh, Spider-Man, and I was like, you know, when those, when those Sam Raimi movies came out the first time around, um, we were all really super impressed. I guess in the same way that, you know, the X-Men in their black spandex, uh, black leather, sorry, really blew us away. But now you can see what they can really do. And then looking back, yeah, those those movies are great, but they don't hold up in the same way. Uh, you see how what we could we what we could have had at that time had the studios had more faith in their directors and had the directors uh, had more faith in uh, the comic book adaptations. I I like. I have this argument with uh, a couple friends every now and then. I feel like uh, Marvel Studios has great success in that they stick so close to the original uh, source material. And my argument is, look, if the original source material was so great and has been popular for decades, then sticking to that 
is just going to continue that trend of greatness and and having people come and being popular. Um, so um, you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't if the comic wasn't popular in the first place, no one would remember it, right? So we're standing outside, and I and I and I we were kind of reminiscing about uh, the Sam Raimi movies, and I was like, if you look back at those movies now and the technology used and the weird swings that Tommy McGuire did, um, you could be like, you know, it's so weird. It's like. It's like Sony gave Raimi like $45 and sent him out with like a, a, a really weird camera, a uh, shaky cam, and uh, made that movie. Like it's, you, it, you can really see the budget on those movies. But having said that, I still to this day, even after watching all of the Marvel movies, feel that Spider-Man 2 is one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Um, I put it right up there with The Dark Knight. I put it right up there with... Um, what else? Should I pick something from the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe? Iron Man 1, uh, Captain America. Uh, I love Civil War. Um, and a lot of people critique me for that. I think that it's become cool to kind of shit on Marvel a little bit. Can I say that? Can I swear? It's ah. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my mic here. Uh, Tiger Claw is asking me questions. Uh not in studio, asking me, have I played Marvel Heroes Omega? I have started playing it. Just came out for Xbox One. Um, I really I loved Ultimate Alliance um, 1 and 2. I was thinking of buying the HD versions of them, but I just, I, I can't, I can't put the money down on rebuying the games, even though I, I would get double the achievements and nicer graphics. But Omega's there, it's free. I started playing it. I like it. Uh, I want to play it further, so I haven't played enough to really, really get into it. So definitely want to play some more of that. Uh, was I okay with the idea of organic sh web shooters when the first Spider-Man came out? Tired Claw with the hard-hitting questions. Um, you know what? I was okay, but then after that movie, looking back, I have to say that it was a real misstep, and I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Having non-organic shooters um, that Peter makes along with the web fluid is a big part of his personality. It shows how smart he is. So it takes away from that. Also, Tobey Maguire was like 40 years old when he played, like it just, it, what was that Drew Barrymore movie where she goes back to high school and it was so obvious that she was like an undercover reporter. Uh, I think it was like First Kiss or something like that. Just reminded me of that. Um, a lot of people regarding Spider-Man 2 as one of the best. Yeah, that's what I said. I agree, Tired Claw. I agree. Um, I'm just going to uh, tell you about the other Spider-Man movies, what I liked, and then I'm going to rank them, my personal ranking of the top five Spider-Man movies, whenever you're ready. Um, not in studio. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to tell you about my favorite part of uh, the new movie as well <clears throat> and who my favorite Spider-Man is. So... The Raimi movies, I felt, really knocked it out of the park. Uh, the first one uh, was good just because, like, look, we had never really gotten a good, like, an actual Spider-Man movie before, right? So if they had given us anything that was resembling Spider-Man at all, uh, I was, uh, I was, would have been very happy. And what we got was a pretty decent movie. Uh, I like Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker. 
Uh, not enough quips, I felt, when he was in the costume. I liked the costume. They really nailed it, especially in a time where uh, you weren't getting a lot of like um, colorful costumes. I was really worried that they might not go with the original design, but I liked it. Uh, they had the raised webbing at that point. Um, as far as uh, the villain is concerned, um, oh, man, what was, the, what was the actor's name that played Green Goblin? William Defoe, who I love. Um, I I did not like the costume. He couldn't really emote. He has like a this really really um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a character face. I don't know, like a specific face that I thought would have been awesome if they had if they had given him a rubber mask that like just really really tightened onto his other his own face because like William Defoe looks like a goblin the way that he's like his nose and the way that he smiles like creepily like you could almost like paint his face and he would be the green goblin so I felt like it was a real misstep uh with the costume itself I love the glider I love the pumpkin bo- the pumpkin bombs um Kristen Dunst as uh Mary Jane pretty good uh James Franco uh, as uh, Harry Osborn. I love James Franco. Like, I imagine that that guy is probably a really cool guy to hang out with in real life. So, um, Brian Austin just showed up. Oh, my God. Brian Austin. Yeah, I didn't know you were coming, but I still ended up setting up a mic for you. Yeah, I know, but, you know, you're not a man of your word, so. Uh, hold on, I got to have an applause for you. Yeah, Brian Austin in the house. So uh, we're gonna have a non we're gonna have a non spoiler discussion of Spider Man. What I'm doing right now is uh, just talking about the earlier movies, and then I'm gonna rank my movies. Can I, is this on? Yeah, it's on. Okay, awesome. Can I do the same? Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, one thing I want to say. Um, no, you know what? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say it. I said it yesterday. I'm gonna say it again. Um, at the end of that movie, I was like, now I know how black people feel when they watch the black panther teaser because every black person reaction to the black panther teaser is always like them uh hitting those hitting those notes in the teaser uh getting real hyped over the music and then like almost becoming so emotional to the point of uh like almost crying right and i cried during homecoming and not for the reasons you thought you you would think like it wasn't like sad parts that i was crying at i was like they captured Peter Parker and Spider-Man so well in this movie, like it brought tears to my eyes. But anyways, forget about that for now. We're talking about the first Spider-Man movie, Sam Raimi movie, and I was just talking about how William Defoe was an awesome Green Goblin, but he screwed up on the suit. I love Harry Osborn. I love MJ. Uh, I loved uh, Tobey Maguire, even though he's 80 years old in that movie, <laughs> as Peter Parker. Uh, I felt like all the pieces connected, and even the plot connected, and the motivation was there, uh, I think it's a great movie. But having said that, Spider-Man 2 came out with Doc Ock, mm-hmm. and it raised the bar. Like, they really knocked it out of the park, and I'll tell you why. Um, uh, Kurt Connors is in the first movie, right? He's a professor in the first movie, but he has, like, a very backgroundish role. He plays more of a prominent role in part two. Like, you see him actually teaching classes and being part of Peter's life, right? Really giving him shit, like, for not coming to class on time and always, like, you know, messing up and stuff. And I love the way that movie opens up. Because the first movie, 
you're always bogged down with the origin story. So the first like half an hour is origin story and building up the character. And the second movie, they dive right into it, baby. You know, he's going to school full time. He's got this part time job as a pizza delivery guy. You know what I'm saying? And with the so, Vespa scooter. Yeah, with the Vespa scooter, and it opens with him swinging like he's trying to get. He's trying to deliver pizzas on time, and he's not going to make it. So he changes into Spider-Man, and he swings across the city, and um, he doesn't make it. So the pizzas are free, and he gets fired. But it just, I love that, like, they just jump right into it. You know, they just jump right into the story. You know, so it starts with Harry Osborn being pissed at Peter, being like, you take pictures of this guy, you probably know who he is. If you would, would you tell me? And he's like, I don't know. Like, you know, because Peter's super honest. It shows Aunt May having financial difficulties. You know, she's got problems paying a mortgage on the house. There's only subplots, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it shows MJ has a genuine interest in Peter, but because Peter has to be Spider-Man, he, ha- he, can't, he can't become close to her even though uh, he wants to. And Mary Jane has a uh, semi-successful uh, acting, career. acting career on the stage, right? Mm. And so she invites Peter to come and, and be and watch the play, but, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Life getting in the way, you know, when life is Spider-Man. Oh. Um, so I thought... All around, it was a great movie. What really elevates it for me is specific instances. Um, uh, Molina as Doc Ock, uh, I thought was amazing. Uh, the way that they transformed him, like the arms that he uses to control, which, by the way, if you looked at it on the surface, it's real dumb. Like, because he uses it to contain this fission reactor reaction. Then it fuses to his spine or something? Right, it fuses to his spine. But, like, what kind of a solution is, hey, we got to make sure we control this. Why don't I graft four giant metal arms to my body to control the fission reaction? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's your solution? Anyways, I they, they had to do it because, you know, they had to have a reason for Doc Ock to come into existence. So I thought it was really awesome the way that, like, it had AI to help control the arms. Uh, because you couldn't just control yourself, and the AI kind of takes over, and uh, you know he becomes evil, and he loses his wife in a big accident, and he kind of does he semi blame it on Spider Man? I don't know. I have to go back and watch that movie. Uh, in any case, I thought Molina was awesome. I teared up when he goes to Aunt May's house, and Aunt May is forced to move out because she loses the house. Mm. Right, so she's like packing up boxes and everything, and even in this moment, and this like, this is why I think Aunt May knew from the beginning that he was Spider Man. In this moment, she knows that Spider Man is kind of hung up the tights; he's gone, <laughs> right? And she gives this speech, this really heartwarming speech about being saved by Spider Man, and then, you know, going out in the rain to catch a glimpse of your hero. You know, this bigger-than-life person. Oh, so she... Oh, yeah, she likes... Actually likes Spider-Man. I think she does, by that. Like, she gets saved uh, in it. Uh, You know, Doc Ock uh, grabs her uh, during a bank heist. And uh, another thing I really love about these movies is that none of them are, like, end-of-the-world type scenarios. They're just like, you know, just like Spider-Man, very street-level stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, Another... Another... Great thing that came out of the Raimi series was J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, I think that they picked the best J. Jonah Jameson I've ever seen. In fact, I would be all I would be okay if they brought him back for Homecoming. You know what I'm saying? Which one's Homecoming? Uh, Spider Man Homecoming, the one we saw yesterday. Or oh, if he was back for that. Yeah, if he was back in this new Marvel universe. Um 
then they screwed the pooch with Spider-Man 3. So, <laughs> okay, here are my problems with Spider-Man 3. Even though I think Spider-Man 3 takes, takes a lot of shit for stuff. Um, Tommy Maguire as Eddie Brock, I didn't like. Um, and I know why you they did Tobey Maguire, you mean... Um, Sorry, um, Grace. Topher, Topher Grace Topher as Eddie he Brock, have been, I didn't like it. I think he should have been uh, Peter Parker from the get-go. He does seem like a better Peter Parker, yeah. especially with his uh, 70 his, shows quips. Yeah, his dry wit. Yeah. Um, I didn't like him as Eddie Brock because Eddie Brock should have been this, like, really aggressive, jock-type, bigger, like, muscular guy. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how you differentiate Peter's black suit with Venom. Right, in this because Toby and Topher are the same size, and I know what they were going for. They're like ambifants, right? Peter Parker, they have the same body type. They're almost the kind of look the same. They're nerdish, but like uh, Peter Parker is the epitome of like honesty and being a good person, and uh, Eddie Brock is like uh, underhanded scumbag. You know what I'm saying? So they're almost like opposites, but they wanted to show it in like oh, they kind of like. Physique wise, so um, the thing that I didn't like, I, I like Sandman. He was awesome. Like the effects that they had for him and the actor they got to play Sandman, I thought was awesome. If they had kept just Sandman as the villain, I would have been fine with that. Don't even introduce like the the symbiont. You don't need to, right? It just it feels like there's too much jammed into it. Mm. Or yes, introduce. Yeah, uh, okay. You know what? Let's take a step further. Introduce him. As Venom, no fuck. Like, just introduce the symbiote, and then at the end, Eddie Brock gets Venom, and he set up a third, mo- a fourth movie. That's the thing. Do we get that scene where Eddie Brock goes to the church? Yeah, it is in that movie, right? Mm. Eddie Brock goes to the church. He's thinking about killing himself, and then why do you want to kill himself again? Because he lost the job, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. So basically, to uh, Peter Parker becomes all emo. You know, he likes to snap his fingers and do a little j- jazz dance in the, in the bars. Um, he's like, you know, he's stopping Sandman and Eddie Brock is there taking pictures. And Eddie Brock knows he has to have an, he wants to give J. Jonah Jameson what he's wanted all is like the whole time, which is an incriminating photo of Spider-Man doing some dastardly stuff. You know what I'm saying? So obviously Spider-Man's a good guy. Even in the black suit, he's a good guy. Um, so he can't get it. So what he does is he takes one of Peter's pictures and doctors it in doctor, doctors. What am I? Manipulates it in Photoshop. Was it Photoshop you use or? I don't know. I'm making that part up. But anyways, he makes it look like Spider-Man is robbing the bank, you know. And then J. Jordan Jameson is like, print, run this, and he runs a, he runs the photo, and he gives him. So him and Peter were both vying for the the only journal, mm-hmm. photojournalistic. Uh, job there and Eddie Brock gets it and in my favorite scene Peter shows up and he grabs Eddie Brock by the collar and he's all full emo now right so he's evil and he grabs him and he pushes him into the frame and breaks the frame right and then he's like Peter don't do this like if you rat me out like I'm not going to get a job anywhere else right so obviously he's like you should have thought of that before you did this and you know what that begs the question if if Peter wasn't emo Peter, would he be like let he, would he let him get away with that? You know what I'm saying? Because in this, the way that they play it up is like, oh, he only he only ratted him out because he was emo Peter. But like, I think that it would have also been wrong to let Eddie Brock get away with that 
to get the job to besmirch the good name of Spider-Man based on a Photoshop line. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I think that either way, he should have rather than... I don't think Eddie Brock deserved the job. Anyways, J. Jonas A. Jameson not, uh, kicks him out and he can't get a job anywhere else. Um, my other problem with Spider-Man 3 is... Uh, hold on one second. I got to sneeze. Excuse me. My other problem with Spider-Man 3 is that they retcon uh, um, Uncle Ben's death, you know? So in part one, it's just some random scumbag that runs past Peter who robs the wrestling, the wrestling place where he wrestles, and he refuses to stop Oh, yeah, him. they make it in the Sandman. Yeah, that's stupid, right? Yep, I remember that. So I remember dumb. that. It's so dumb. And it's like, why? Why? So Spider-Man 3... Oh, so, yeah, those are my problems with Spider-Man 3, among other things. They, they made it too much of a joke. Uh, but it definitely has the Sam Raimi jokey vibe to that movie. But they just take it over the top. They take it over the top. You know what else I didn't like about Spider-Man? I know this is petty. But the fact that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, he shot the webbing. What was it? Naturally? Out of his uh, wrists? Yeah. And I was always thinking, if he was a natural spider, if he was a natural spider man. Come out of his butt? Exactly. Hey, Tiger Claw saying that um, Spider-Man 3 was made by committee. So the studio forced Sam Raimi to include Venom because of how popular the character was. But Sam Raimi wasn't a fan of Venom. And you can kind of tell that because they, did, they screwed up Venom the same way they screwed up Apocalypse. The, they kept the actor's voice instead of modulating it. They should have changed it a little, right? You know what I'm saying? I can't believe they're bringing Apocalypse into this thing. Uh, that's another story. Apocalypse? What are you talking about? I mean, I'm talking about X-Men. Sorry, not Apocalypse. I was th- thinking about the other one. Um, Dark Side? Dark Seed? That's another story. Listen, let's not, let's not bring DC stuff into this. I'm, 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 po- I'm being positive right now. You know what I'm saying? Can we see a little bit about the movie or is it spoiler-free? It's spoiler-free today. Next week will be a spoiler-filled well, week. I would like to say something about this movie. Okay, go ahead. This, now let me be honest with you guys. When I, I really loved it. I really like that Tom Holland kid. I think he's a badass. He's, you know, and I was really worried going in there because they just kept over uh, advertising this movie. You know, they had specials on it and everything before the movie even started. So I'm thinking, shoot, I wonder if it's going to lose its, you know, if they're overhyping it. So I was expecting a great movie because I saw the clips online because I just couldn't keep away from it. But then I was going in there. I was like, what if it's not as good as they make it out to be? And... Oh, shoot. What was that? Sorry. Um, so when I actually got in there, I was... I didn't even know how Marvel does this. I was more than surprised at how good this movie was. Like, I was expecting it to be great... A little worried about it might not be as great as they are making out to be, but when I actually sat in that theater, I think the only thing I didn't like about that movie, if I had one gripe, was that the right at the end I wanted more. I wanted to see what was going to happen next, and I'm gonna have to wait till like you know, was it not Civil War? Um, uh, the next, the next group. Warham uh, sent a, a link in the chat. It looks like some kind of a like a a Game Boy. DS with the screen that yeah. flips. 
it's not a DS. SP is the one where it, like yeah, it's not dual screen, but it looks like it's small enough that it like is like uh, you can attach it to your keychain, which is really really cool. Hmm. Um. Anyways, uh, we're gonna talk more about uh, Homecoming in a second. I'm just gonna run through the other movies, and then oh, give you Garfield? my top five. Although someone told me. Name your top six movies, and I got to tell, like, whoever that person was, there's not, is there six movies? I think there is. There is, but I'm only going to give you my top five. I'll give you my top four. But let's keep going. So that's the Sam Raimi trilogy, Organic Web Shooters, 40-year-old high schoolers, (laughs) that pretty much, and close-ups of people's faces, that pretty much sums up uh, the Sam Raimi trilogy. And then... They rebooted it, and they brought on uh, Mark Webb as a director. And uh, who was the who was Spider Man? This one, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, the guy from um, what was that the Facebook movie? That's right, that's right. He's the guy that gets screwed out of billions on the face in the Facebook movie. Yeah. And so I felt like technology had taken a huge step forward. So him in the suit, like I will always tell you that. He, this version of Spider-Man, whenever he's in the suit, is awesome. He's got the quips. He's got the swinging. He's got the uh, non-organic web shooters. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I still can't get the fact that he bought this webbing online. Yeah, that... The, oh, God. So Oscorp <laughs> makes the webbing and sells it to anybody that wants it. Which makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, it's like... It's a big sticking point for me. Um, literally. Sticking point? You yes, it? I got it. Um... I felt like uh, Garfield nailed it as Peter Parker to a certain extent. I thought he was good as Peter Parker. He was especially good as Spider-Man. But then they started, like, skewing him so that he was, like, more emo. You know what I'm saying? He was, like, a skateboarder, and he wasn't as smart as he should have been. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it... Like, I got that, like, he was ordering off of Amazon or whatever things. Like I was just surprised that that was... That killed it for me, to tell you the truth. So they went with the lizard, which is a cool character. Which I yeah, it's a good. I guess it's a cool character. The ending to that was weird though, where he's the lizard sets off a bomb that turns people in New York into lizard people, mm-hmm. like himself, because just like in um, Incredibles, when everybody has superpowers, wait, when everybody's special, then no one's special. You know what I'm saying? It's like communism. What? <laughs> Isn't that communism? <laughs> Everybody's equal. <laughs> oh, man. I got to call my uh, local 1-800 number, the star line, to report you, my friend. Comrade. Ah. All right. So, Amazing Spider-Man. I like the title. So, when they said the title is movie, not Spider-Man 4, it's The Amazing Spider-Man, I was like, you know what? They fucking get it, you know? That's a wicked-ass title. And then make the next one The Spectacular Spider-Man, you know? I thought they were going to go the Marvel route. And, like, really put some thought. And I wanted the logo to be just like the comics. You know, like the comics, the amazing Spider-Man, the logo? No, of course not. They went with some shitty-ass Helvetica font or something. I don't know. Some (laughs) stupidness. The suit is really good. They had Gwen Stacy. Yeah, Gwen Stacy in it. And they, like, I like the chemistry between them. That's another thing I thought was believable about them was their their relationship. Like, they had good chemistry. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah him swinging around everything was awesome where it fell apart was literally the plot and even like a lot there were a lot of strong characters in that movie right Her, Gwen Stacy's dad yeah who was the uh, what was he the uh, chief of police yeah Captain Stacy 
Mm-hmm. I put my foot up here. So mind. where it really fell apart for me was that Aunt May... Emmy doesn't have to be like she doesn't need to be young, but she also shouldn't be fucking 120 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like you finally casted. Okay, so he's not. Okay, so Garfield isn't 45 like Tobey Maguire. They brought it down to 30. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But it's still not the right age. And then they super aged up um, Aunt May to where she was like they had to go to the local museum and dig up a. They don't need to dig up. They opened the case, the the glass case, and took out the mummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was that old. I can't yeah. remember. And of course, uh, fucking Charlie Sheen as Uncle Ben. Like, that's the other oh, thing. Like, man. you should not, you should not cast big name actors like that because you, no matter how good they are, you just see them. Like in Suicide Squad, I just saw Will Smith. That's pretty much you know. Will Smith. But also on a side note, he's really good as Deadshot. So I really liked him as Deadshot, even though I was like Did watching you use Will Gerard Smith. Gerard Butler as Deadshot. No, it has to be a black guy. Why? Because he's black in the comic. No, he's not. He's mocha. No, he's mixed. He's no, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Where? When? Show me. Hey, someone in the chat, please correct my friend here. Because I know every iteration of Deadshot is, is is this racist if I say uh, a black person? He's never like, light black. Light skin? He's like a white dude. What are you talking about? Uh, there's this cartoon movie called Batman Arkham Breakout or something. Where Deadshot is a black guy, and he's a black guy in the comics. I think you're Martin Sheen, not Charlie Sheen. Yeah, thank you. Not in studio. Who's not in studio? Who are you? I'll tell you who's not in studio. Ernest Rizal. I'll tell you who's not in studio. Glenn Kremp. Well, Anthony has an excuse because he's. They all have excuses, but uh, yeah. Once again, thank you for coming, Brian Austin. You're. You're more dedicated than a lot of people here. Not as dedicated as Tiger Claw, though. Tiger Claw's in everything. Uh, Yeah, he's in multiple shows. Not only that, but he... The only reason he missed one of the shows with us was because he went on vacation. And you know, I berated him. I said, how dare you put your family and your vacation ahead of us? Go fuck yourself. No, I'm sorry, Tiger Claw. Please don't turn off the stream. Thank you. He's our only listener. And the only guy that corrects us on our mishaps. Yeah, I know. Just let it slide sometimes, Tiger Claw. Oh, don't get on his case. Why? It's hilarious. Oh, sorry. I um I, I didn't keep up with the chat. July 6, 2019 has been the date for Homecoming 2. That's too far away. Homecoming 2? Is going to be another Homecoming? No, well, they're calling it Homecoming 2, but it's going to be Spider-Man colon a different movie title, right? But it oh, just, I hope he fights the Sinister Six. Oh, man, it was too far away. And Tyre Claw saying it wasn't a vacation per se. So he's correcting us as we're trying to berate him. That's okay. That's why he's got his own theme, theme music. Yeah, I played it. Sorry. Viva Lost Wages. Huh. Anyways, so uh, I'm not even going to bother talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Because it was I thought the suit was better. Here's my thing. Amazing with Spider-Man 2 has one of the best suits. Here's my thing, and, I, and I'm being picky. You know, again, whatever you're about to say, it's probably not going to be picky if okay. it's about Spider-Man. Amazing okay. spider Just let it out, man. All these new Spider-Man movies, besides Homecoming. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, okay. The suits. Come on. This is a kid living in his aunt's attic you know working part time at the pizza parlor or whatever the hell he was doing wait what are you talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2 all of them Amazing Spider-Man 2 Amazing Spider-Man 2 how does he get a suit in Amazing Spider-Man 2 he just had it well I think he uh, 
I think he uh, ordered orders off, off of Amazon. He orders a spandex suit, uh, like a cycling suit, off of Amazon, and then modifies that to make it look that crazy. Yes, that's absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so in Amazing Spider-Man Two, um, Harry Osborn needs Spider-Man's blood to fix a disease that took sixty years to kill his dad. But for him, it's like I need this. I need this happen now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, um, hold on. You I... have Oscar award-winning actor William Dafoe. No, Jamie Fox as Electro, who falls oh. into a vat of Electri- electric eels and doesn't get electric eel powers. <laughs> he turns into you electricity. <laughs> he does get a plethora of other fucking powers <laughs> that don't make any sense. He can turn invisible. He can, can turn into lightning. He can levitate things with lightning. So, like, pick the powers. Like, set. He can. He can from a vat of eels. Yeah, from a vat of eels. He can uh, hit things with lightning and start uh, some crazy uh, jam chest sessions. You know, like he could drop a beat. Oh my god, let's not talk about this movie. And uh, so, uh, I think that uh, also their relationship is really strained in the second one, but it's still pretty cute. The chemistry is still there. Does she fall? Does she get killed by? Yes. So she falls. Green Goblin drops her. Spider Man manages to save her at the last second with uh, his thwip, his uh, web, thwip, his web. But of course, he, he like breaks. breaks her neck because the force is uh, the sudden stop is so much. Um, and that's the end of Amazing Spider Man Two. And hopefully, we all thought, you know, Sony having any say in these movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they really screwed the pooch. Uh, the crane scene in Amazing Spider-Man is laughable. Absolutely. All game 73615, I agree with you. I actually and liked that when I first saw it. By the way, I think that is Glenn. Mind. Glenn, is that you? Just let me know if that's you, Glenn. That's not Glenn. Maybe it is. He doesn't change his name whenever he comes in there. Uh, does the movie connect to the PS4 game in any way? No, it doesn't. They're separate universes. And I like that because... Then they're not the game people are not constrained design wise to the MCU. They can pick uh, a new like yeah. I don't like them changing up the costumes, but they don't change it up that much in the in the game. Like you get a white symbol, you know, you know what I'm saying. That game looks fun. And uh, yeah, damn right, it looks fun. Is that gonna push you to get a PS4? No. Okay. You gonna get an Xbox One? Yes. Why? I wanna get a P- I wanna get both. Okay. Saving up my ducats right now. Dream big, my friend. Dream big. Because, anyways. But yeah, Homecoming. If you have not seen that, get your tickets. Line up. Oh, not in studios, Glenn. Oh. Well, you you guys need to watch that. Whoever's a Spider-Man fan or even not a Spider-Man fan, you need to watch that movie. I honestly think it's one of the better Marvel movies out there. Probably one of the best. So, Ama- Tire Claw's right. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was setting up a Sinister Six movie, but it's never happening, and now Sony wants to do a Venom movie. Uh, let's all thank our ducats that uh, that Sinister Six movie didn't happen, because that just, it looked horrible. Especially Rhino at the end, where he was like this... Big giant this robot r- thing. Russian guy in a robot suit. That was ridiculous. Oh, it's painful to watch. You know, it's ridiculous. Anyways, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna rank my top Spider-Man movies. Hooray! You ready for this? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. I'll do my top five or four? Top five. All right. The top five. (sighs) Number five, since I hated it, 
First of all, I'm not going to put Spider-Man 2, home co- whatever. The second Spider-Man with uh, Andrew Garfield, that's goes total garbage. So that's a number six. So we're not even discuss that. Number five. I said top five. Like, why can't you just start at five? I'm starting at five. No, you just mentioned six. Okay, I'll do my top six. Gosh, you're so annoying. Okay, top five. Uh, Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, the first one. And I really did like the crane scene. Made me tear up. Okay. <laughs> I, did. I was like, oh my All God. All right. But anyways, number four. Number four had to be... Um, actually, you know what? Number five should be... Uh, Part three, sorry, with uh, Topher Grace, because I okay. hated that movie. Number five was Andrew Garfield. Number three was Spider-Man. No, wait, one. you you skipped uh, no, number four. four. Well, so the, okay, so five so was four, four, four is Amazing Spider-Man. Yes, four is Amazing Spider-Man. Three was probably part one, the first Spider-Man that came out, and then number two was part two because Spider-Man two was awesome, and yeah, Homecoming. <laughs> that's just on another level. Yeah, absolutely. Another level. Glenn, there, there are there are six movies. We're just we're just making a list of five, though. Yeah. So of course, Homecoming feels good to do at five. Yeah, Homecoming is on another level. Like those other movies, cannot even touch what Marvel did with Spider Man. So yeah, of course. Broken, <laughs> Broken Sanctum is saying this guy can't count. Who's Broken Sanctum? I don't know. He's some ra- he's a rando in a the rando. chat. Um, we can count, dude. We know there's six movies. I'm just saying that we're starting with five. Like yeah, I told you my top five. Maybe Broken... What's his name? Broken Sanctum. Broken Sanctum. That's actually a cool name. Someone's accusing me of not tearing up. Yes, I really teared up. Um, you want to hear my list? Yeah. Okay, number five. the same as mine. It's, pro- it's basically almost the same. Number five for me was Spider-Man 3. Number four was Amazing Spider-Man. Now, here's the thing. Yesterday, I argued with you that Amazing Spider-Man would be number five, and then Spider-Man 3 would have been number four. Spider-Man 3 was horrible. And for me, the reason that I was putting Spider-Man 3 higher than Amazing Spider-Man was um, for the for Grace part where he pushes him against the glass and is like total badass. And then the part where he's like, he fights a Green Goblin in his lair. And he's like, oh, is, is little, is Gobby Jr. going to cry? You remember that part? It's really good. Uh, but you know what? Fuck that movie. <laughs> you know? With all its missteps, Amazing Spider-Man is still, I would say, better than Spider-Man 3. So Amazing Spider-Man is number four for me. Number three is the original Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, still, still lives up, not technically wise, like the swinging looks like... CG. Like a Disney, Disneyland... Um, Pirates jumping into the water, reject guy, you know, just really like awkward swinging. It's really like two kilometers per hour swinging. Um, then number two, Spider Man 2, because it made me tear up when Aunt May says that speech, you know, and is a really, really good villain. Um, and then number one for me, of course, is Homecoming. So now we will open up the floor to discussing Homecoming, unless you want me to. No, let's j- talk a little bit about Homecomers. Spoiler free. Homecomers. Homecomers. <laughs> Spoiler free homecoming chat. Oh my god, that movie I don't know where to begin. I can't honestly after watching that movie, I can't find anything wrong with it. Who teared up uh during the crane scene? I did. Are you serious? I was like, oh who was somebody making fun of that in the chat? Is it who's who's saying that? Uh he goes, uh no, the other guy said he teared up uh, in the crane scene. Uh Brian Austin might have might have teared up at the crane scene. I laughed out loud at Are the, you kidding the me? crane scene. This is, this is why I teared up, because he helped the guy, the crane operator's son. He saved the crane operator's son, and the crane operator remembered. And then, 
all the people he saved happen to be crane operators for some reason? And they all no, what do you? T- all the people he saved? No, it was just that one crane operator happened to be the most powerful crane operator. So he's, and he, he's like, you guys, this listen. is Spider Man. We gotta help him out. <laughs> he's the boss of the camaraderie. It was a crane operator union, okay? <laughs> yeah, but it was a camaraderie, and it just and 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 the union of the New York, the New Yorkers, to come together to help their hero Spider Man save the day. It just really. Teared, teared me up. Tiger Claw asked me in the chat, does Spider-Man Homecoming have, uh, someone say, with great power comes great responsibility? No, thank God. Uh, before you say that, is that like a spoiler if we were to say no? Because there are like aspects of it that talk about responsibility, right? Yes, like Tony Stark talks about responsibility. Yeah, like, yeah. Right, but we're not going to go into specifics. But no, unfortunately, that line is not in there. Uh, you know what? I don't care. I like that line and I thought, I think it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a big part of the character, and I wish that they had put it in there, and I wish that it was Uncle Ben who gave it to him. Maybe you'll see it in the next movie. Uh, maybe we will. You never know. But I don't know who, how he's going to say it. Like, four years later, he flashback. found, like, a tape. A, a tape, flashback. Uh, a Walkman, a and flashback. he plays it, and then it's his uncle that says, well, Peter, with a great power. <laughs> Pretty much. But goddamn, Aunt me in this one. Woo. Oh, yeah, they really play up Aunt May as, like, fucking sex symbol. Yeah, she is pretty goddamn sweet-looking. Marissa Tomei. Yeah, she look, does look really, really good in this. Um, yeah, no spoilers. Um, talked about the other movies. We ranked them. New Spider-Man. What did you think of the new Spider-Man? What's his name? Tom Holland? Tom Holland. Amazing. That kid needs a raise. Needs some, he, is, he is Peter Parker. That kid. Ugh, that kid's amazing. And even his annoying, his annoying friend, I thought that kid was going to be annoying as hell through that whole movie. Is it because he's not white and you're a racist? No, it's not because I'm racist. But you're not, you're not saying you're not racist. Uh, I love everybody. <laughs> Listen, put it this way. I hate everybody equally. Okay. Except for you, Yasser. Thanks, buddy. I love you, I too. I hate you a little bit less. Wow. <laughs> no, but seriously, I thought that kid was going to be annoying as hell. But he was actually... Pretty good. Going into it, I was I felt like I was going to be annoyed by the diversity of the cast. But then when you watch the movie, you're like you come to the realization like yeah, this is present day New York. It's yeah. like it reflects it really well. I um, like I, I like Flash Thompson, even though you guys didn't like him. I dude, it's a spoiler to talk about who Flash Thompson is. Oh. So is it? Is it? Though? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I like how young Tom Howland is. In this, like, obviously he's not really 15, but in this, like, he's, he's like, they say that he's a 15-year-old. He looks like he's 15. At least a lot closer than fucking... 35. Tommy Maguire's 48, <laughs> and Andrew Garfield's 33. At least he's a little bit closer. Yeah, no, he looks like a kid. He's... Yeah, this is just so badass. Every, and another thing, is this a spoiler, too? Like, I like how they hint... Can I say this? Would this be kind of a spoiler? I don't, like, I don't, I don't know what you're about to say. The whole hint about Miles Morales. Mm. That's not really a spoiler. People probably won't even get it, but... Still, don't. Okay. Don't. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. We'll talk about it next week. All these little subtle hints about things going on in there was so good. Like, everything had an explanation. Nothing was just thrown in there randomly. Like, it was so well written. It was so put together. Michael Keaton's a goddamn badass. Like, <sighs> probably one of the best villains. Well, there's a lot of good villains in the... No, you're right. You don't have to. He's one oh. of the best villains in the MCU. He's for such sure. A, oh man, he. I I just can't find anything negative about that movie right now. 
or at all. Like I don't think I will be able to. And I'm gonna try, I'm gonna watch it again for sure, just to nitpick. I wanna see if I can find anything wrong with it. But from what I've seen, they they answered everything. Like this is not really a spoiler. Like there's a like uh, you know people always talk about Spider Man. What would he do if there was no buildings from the swing on? They answered. No, that. that's come on. Don't 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 talk about that. Okay, you're okay, just you gonna like ruin scenes for people. Okay. All right. Disregard what he says. Sorry. Next right. week. Next week. Okay. I'm gonna shut my mouth because I'm just gonna. It's just good, guys. Watch it. Watch it. I uh, definitely if you get a chance. Definitely watch it. Um, the action scenes were crazy. I thought the cast was great. I thought Ned, his best friend, was really well done. I know. Yes. Um, they didn't overplay any of the romantic stuff. They're, okay, I'm not gonna say. You that. know, nothing specific. But then I don't feel like it's like a central point. Um. Before the movie, before I watched the movie, I was like, you know, Tony Stark has too much of a role in Peter's life. Like, he makes a suit. Uh, he's like a mentor to him. It's like it's too much. But then when you watch the movie, A, not only do you love every scene with Tony Stark in it, but B, like, I actually wanted more Tony Stark to be in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's not in it enough. Tony Stark is, Robert Downey Jr. is awesome as Tony Stark. Um, and he does a lot for Peter in the movie. It's really, really cool. We'll talk about like specifics uh, next, next week. week. Yeah, because um, yeah, let's just change the topic because I'm going to spoil something for sure. I'm trying not to, but it's just so good. Yeah, you're like the, you know, I don't know, something that is easily broken into. You're like a bad bank vault. I thought you were going to say I'm like a, a... What does Ernest call me? Is this racist? An Asian mall parking lot? There's a lot of spoilers. <laughs> Is that racist? I don't know. I don't know. Ernest made it. Ernest can say it. It's factual, isn't it? Like, I go to Pacific Mall, and there's lots of spoilers. That's pretty good. I like that. Ernest made I'm going to use it from now on. <laughs> I said that joke. It's my joke now. <laughs> Yo, Brian. Yeah. Dude, you're like an Asian parking lot. There's a lot of chings. Uh, spoilers! <laughs> See, that's <laughs> racist. That's, isn't that like a Chinese phone book? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Who told me this? He's like, you got more chins than a Chinese phone book? Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's stop that. That's also not racist, though, if you think about it. Like, mathematically and theoretically, if there's more than one chin in there, last name, then there'd be a bunch of chins. You have as many chins as you're as fat as the amount of chins that are in this phone book, which is multiple chins. Like, how's that racist? It's not. It's factual. I guess so. Anyways, thank you for coming today. I appreciate it. Dude, if you had not come today, it would have been like me going like this. So, how are you doing? Oh, shit. Hold on. I'd like look at the empty space on the couch and be like, hey, how are you doing today? <laughs> uh, and then I'd be like, I'm so lonely. Aww. Oh, man. That's okay. Why well, I didn't touch anything that time. <clears throat> I actually came today with... Uh, with some anime stuff, so with a heavy heart, we're not done talking about Spider Man. I know, but later I have and I have news. I have news. You do uh, that you can run through as well. Oh, I so I'm going to give you the news ahead of time, so I can so I can practice because our teleprompter is broken, guys. Um, we don't have a teleprompter. Here, thank you. Okay, so uh, talked about that. I thought the action was amazing. The effects, you can tell where they used the budget. They didn't skimp on anything like a DC movie. Usually in the DC movies, like even Wonder Woman. I thought Wonder Woman was a great movie, by the way. I'm they sorry. made me completely forget about Wonder Woman. Yeah, I was supposed to say that. Like the next day, Marvel <laughs> dropped the Black Panther You're teaser. Like and me, along with every other black person in America, uh, forgot <laughs> about Wonder Woman. 
You know, black people are like, go watch Black Panther. Like, they're trying to get people to vote for Obama again. You know? You know what I'm saying? You're going to get Come into, you're gonna banned. <laughs> Why? Because Derek H. is black? He knows the deal. Is it racist if I say that? I don't think it's racist. I don't know. Everybody's too politically correct these days anyways. Um, okay, so as far as the other villains in the MCU are concerned, um, we have the Purple Man. Kingpin. Um, who else? The Chitari. You have Loki. Um, you lot have Red of, Skull. A lot of said. good villains. Red Skull, that's right. Um, now, I feel like Michael Keaton slash Vulture, who they never really say his name. I'm not going to say anything. They never really say his name. Ah, that Even that's spoiled. Look, honestly, I like, I, it was so good. He was that a very was... complex villain, right? He and had you know many what? layers to him. Oh, he was so good. I mean, again, it's like... To me, the vulture in the comics was like a fifth-tier villain. I can't even really give a shit about an old guy dressed up in a green costume with wings robbing banks. I had no interest in that. So when they said the vulture, I was just like... Yo, Ruckus really? is in the chat. Ernest is in the chat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> He's actually listening. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Glenn said the return of anime hour. Ruckus said no. Uh, he goes, uh, you talk about anime for an hour? Some guy named All Games. And then... Ernest is like, no, he talks about it for like a good two minutes. And me? What is he talking about? The anime hour. Yeah, so it's just like a name of the segment. It's not actually for an hour, so. Nah. Um, yeah, did you want to keep talking about the villain? Yeah, the villain is like Michael Keaton just. Damn, I can't, you know. He has every. I don't know what to say without spoiling it, so I don't know. But just put it this way, he's he's not just there. He's very nu- do, nuanced, right? Yeah, he's, not even, he's not there to do evil deeds just for the heck of, you know, causing problems. Which yeah. is like most... He's not like the Purple Man. Remember the Purple Man? He just wanted to cause problems. The Vulture was... Tyclaw in the chat, the Vulture was supposed to be an elderly man in a costume. Yeah. Why they changed that, I remember the Vulture from the 90s cartoon being a really old dude. Here's the thing. Michael Keaton isn't exactly a spring chicken. So I actually think yeah. he's the appropriate age to play the yeah, Vulture. He's like, what, 50 now? He's like 50 over 50. He's like not 60. super decrepitly old, but he's old enough that like, you know. He's an old dude. He's an older dude. And I think he's the right age to play the Vulture. This, he was just a genius. He was so good. And, and, he, and he has a more, he, he has a code. I don't know. He was just, he wasn't all bad. Is it like Michael Keaton and Birdman? I've never seen Birdman, so I don't know. No, Michael Keaton and Birdman was a crazy guy, wasn't he? Wasn't he like kind of? He used to play a superhero, and he's just gone psycho and losing his, getting dementia. No, it's nothing like that. Like he's just Michael Keaton with a purpose. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yes. Without spoiling it, he's just good. Just a. Um. Here's a big thing. If we want to, like you root for him. If we want to keep digging our claws into DC movies, here's a big problem with DC movies that was done so well in this movie as well as all other Marvel movies. You ready for this? Mm. Motivation. The motivation for everybody in this movie was understandable. Like Civil War, when you have heroes clash each other, clash against each other, like you really got to sell the reason why they're fighting, right? right? And they do a pretty good job of that. Even yeah. that, even though in that movie, even that's kind of a stretch. They write it well enough that you can go along with it and they say, yeah. And you can say, yeah. Like, I'm suspending my disbelief here. Mm-hmm. And, and being like, yeah, I think Captain America was totally punch Iron Man in the face, in the metal face. 
that makes sense. So the motivation for everybody in the movie was on point, especially for Spider-Man. Mm. But we're very getting close to spoilers, so I don't want to say anything beyond that. But for me, what really sells a movie is the personality of uh, characters as well as their motivation, their reasons for doing things, right? And uh, I thought that their reasons for doing things in this movie and how things go down was really, really well done. I love the high school dynamic. Mm-hmm. They captured the youthfulness and the jokiness of being in high school, the dynamics of the cliques and the niches in high school without overdoing it as well. You it was though, a good balance. Yeah, and the thing I like about it too, I think they they modernized it. It wasn't like, you know, you know the old the old Spider-Man it was had like that 80s sort of, not the 80s vibe, but that the 80s sort of cliques where you have the jocks, the nerds and whatever. This one here is more towards like, like nowadays being a nerd is cool, you know? Like everybody thinks that, you know, I don't know. The bait team is pretty badass. By the way, uh, all games eight four two three five. Is that a bot? I have no idea. No, it's a random person that's too lazy to change their name. Brings up a good question. So, Wonder Woman or Spider Man? Who's the winner this summer? And uh, so Spider Man. My here's my answer though. It's a little bit more complicated than that. I hope and wish Spider-Man. that Spider Man takes it for this summer. But the problem is, there's a big kind of female push for Wonder Woman. There's a big push for women and girls in general to go watch it multiple times. So you never know. I don't know how much Wonder Woman has made up until this point. I'm hoping someone in the chat can give us some specific numbers. But I hope that um, I hope that they they make a lot of money with Spider-Man Homecoming. And I hope uh, Sony wakes up and is like, look, we made a lot of money because Marvel was in charge of this movie. So we should keep this momentum going and keep doing movies with Marvel instead of going off on this friggin' tangent and making like a Venom movie where they can't they can't use Tom Holland in the Venom movie. No. So so dumb. And that's another thing that pissed me off. When that Sony Columbia Pictures logo showed up at the beginning, I was like, get that shit off the screen. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Disdain in your friggin' face. shit. I was so pissed. I didn't want to see that. It it tainted the beginning of the movie for me. But then it, it quickly went out of my mind. You know? I want to watch that again. Shit. Um so yeah, I love the uh, the dynamics of high school. I love the captures the youthfulness and the personality of Spider Man. The whole adventure—it's all very energetic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a newfound energy, right? With all these actors, everybody's yeah. really into it. Even uh, uh, RDJ, after all these movies, is really into it. You can see it on his face. And in interviews, he says that he says he kind of feels like a renewed vigor for all the movies in general because Spider Man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because he can play Tony Stark and have a prominent role in the movie, but also play a smaller role in the amount of time he has on screen. You know, and I'm sure they they paid him gangbusters for it too. Yeah. Hot Aunt May throughout the whole movie, everybody's hitting on Aunt May. Well, wouldn't you? You're a married man, though. Yes, but like, do you feel like maybe they did a little too much? Not really. Who hit on her the most? She just got a free meal at the Thai restaurant. That was pretty much it. Yeah, I love, like, Broken Sanctums, like, Wonder Woman is more successful, Spider-Man can't catch up. It's the first day, dude. Like, <laughs> who's Broken Sanctum? I don't know who Broken Is a rando? I don't know, because I've seen both, and I've paid to see both. And I would actually pay to see Spider-Man again. And the thing is, Spider- Glenn's saying uh, Wonder Woman is 700 million so far. Is that uh, domestic or worldwide?
I say Wonder Woman wins it. Spider Man is too jokey and kiddie. That's where I think you're wrong. That's why I, I think, think it that it appeals it. to a more broader audience exactly. because of that. This is the thing I don't like about DC movies. And what you saying is too jokey and too First of all, first of all, Spider Man was not all kiddie and jokes. I mean, it had its moments where yes, there was a little bit of comedy in there that kind of lightened the mood, but it had some harsh moments in there as well. Whereas when I'm watching a DC movie, I don't know whether to cry, slip my wrists, or whatever because everything's wow. so serious. Like. Batman, look, for example, I'm going to go back to Man of Steel. There was no jokes, there was no light mood points in there to make me relax from all the seriousness going on. That movie was way too serious for a comic book movie. And I think that was a big problem with it. And I think that's a big problem with a lot. Even even with Wonder Woman, yeah, there was some... Wonder Woman was okay because it did have some fun scenes in it. And that's what I think was its saving grace. Because, honestly, the ending of Wonder Woman was (coughs) ridiculous. You know? But those funny points with Wonder Woman was what made it a little bit more lighthearted so I could take the seriousness, take on the seriousness that they were trying to portray in that movie. Broken Sanctum saying, Potbelly is ba- biased against DC movies. No, we're biased against bad movies. Yeah, we are. Period. <laughs> Come <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. Right what, I'm, not saying, I'm saying Wonder Woman was actually the best DC movie to date when it comes to... S- to DC and yeah I'm, I'm not knocking Wonder Woman that's so a pretty low bar buddy yeah it is pretty that's all I'm gonna say what they did was they took Captain America and, and copied they turned that it, yeah then they turned and it and they into said what do you guys think and they made 700 million dollars yeah. anyways look I good on them mm. uh, but they just cannot touch but with Marvel it's like they planned so far ahead like this is years of planning before yes. they pulled the trigger and on it's stuff so right? well written though like this movie was so well written that's what I can't I love like it was Every little thing, every little scene, every little thing that happened had a purpose. You know, do okay. You know, what do you mean, okay? Who said who? Nothing. I'm listening to you. You're like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, that? I got it. <laughs> like, what is that? You know it's true. What? Every little thing had a purpose in that movie. Yes. Okay, maybe I'm I good. agree with you. Okay, I don't like your... Hey, can you roll up your rim and see if you win anything? And if you win something big, we have to split it. Okay. And if it's a donut, we still have to split it. Brian Austin is going to roll up his rim to win here in Canada. The coffee cups from Tim Hortons come with a little roll-up rim. And when you roll it up, you might win anything from... I want a happy Canada Day, 150. Ah, uh, you know what I like? No, you know what? Screw that. I don't like that they give you a happy Canada Day message. It should be please play again. Because it says happy Canada Day on the goddamn cup. Yeah, I'm kind of confused too. Because I thought, does happy Canada Day mean like I win a special Canada Day? No, they're saying you've already won. Being a citizen of this great country. Damn right. That's not the right anthem. Well, we don't have any good anthems. Yes, we do. Anyways. You know what? For the longest time, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be controversial right now. I always thought America was the greatest country in the world. It always has been. Without America, we'd probably be dead. How? And Glenn would be speaking German. You know what I'm saying? You and me would definitely not be around. Well, we'd end up in, oh my God, that's what we No, we would not end up in concentration camps. Our ancestors would have been ash in one of those ovens a long time ago. Oh God, you said it before I did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay, let's not, let's, let's. I'm saying, or we would be indentured servants. You know, we'd be like mowing the fields for some higher up uh, Nazi general guy. Uh, but we'd be living the dream. In any case, we have a lot that we owe to America. 
Um, and Canada. Canada's done a lot. So a lot for a long time, I was like, oh, I wish I lived in the States. I wish I lived in like California, one of those places, like a really progressive city. But I don't feel that way anymore. And uh, the way that things are going in the States, it makes me more proud to be Canadian. You know? Uh, I don't know. I got more of a... I better not say my viewpoints on the air. Broken Sanctum with more anti... Uh, Spider-Man inflammatory comments writing is amateurish in Spider-Man Homecoming. Has he what seen are your it? thoughts, Brian Austin? Has he yeah, seen Broken Santa. Have you ever have you even seen it? And has he read a comic book before? I think he's very DC slanted. Listen, I honestly think Ernest is saying that Ruckus in the chat, Broken Sanctum is drunk. Probably. <laughs> you know what though? I'll be honest. I like DC characters more than the Marvel. I I love the DC comics. I can't get over them. I mean, to me, they're more enjoyable. They're more out there. They're more, like, they have the best villains. You know, I'm a big, Rand, what's it called? Vandal Savage or whatever his name is. I love him. Like, come on. Like, Marvel rips off DC characters all the time. What are you talking about? Oh, come Give on. Give me one example. Uh, just one. Just one. Um, what's his name? The guy with the gauntlet. Uh, not Apocalypse. The, I can't even remember the gauntlet. The whole thing, this whole MCU is based on... Um, the Infinity Gems with um, why is it? Why can't I figure? It out? Why can't I figure it out either? This is so weird. Thanos. Thanos. Thanos is a blatant ripoff of uh, what's his face? Um, why can't I remember the other guy's name? The God from Apocalypse. Anytime you say Apocalypse, I think about the planet Apocalypse. Um, Dark Side. <laughs> oh, Broken Sanctum is accusing you. Now this guy is backtracking on his Marvel love. Uh, Wait, Broken Sanctum. Are you talking to me or Brian? Hey, is. Is this guy even listening to what I'm saying? I said I love the DC. I love DC in general. I have no hate for DC. Just the movies are garbage. I've said that many times. So I don't know what this guy's doing. This guy used to, like, I don't know, clean out his eardrums or something. Ernest is telling us it's Thanos. Damn it, Brian. Thanos, Thanos is Thanos. Um, no, he's nothing like Darkseed. I don't know what I don't, you're he's kind talking of a about. He's kind of a... In what way? The way he's drawn. The way he looks. The, the story is a little different. Is it because the, he has a magic gauntlet? Does no, Darkseid have a magic gauntlet? No, Darkseid's just a big... Does Darkseid worship death? Is in love with death? Wants to court death? Well, he wants to take over the goddamn universe. Does, does Thanos like want to kill half the people in the universe to, uh, yes. to, to impress death? Isn't I mean, does he... Darkseid want to kill half the people in the universe to impress death? Well, he just wants to do it for himself. But they both want to destroy the universe. They, they don't want to... Like I don't think... I don't, think, I don't know that colors. much about DC, but I don't think Darkseid wants to... Darkseid wants to destroy the universe. I think he just wants, wants to take control it over. It, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in any case, look, we're going to have to agree to disagree, right? Well, whatever. I, look, I like DC properties a little bit more. But when it comes to the movies, I think Marvel is doing a great... It's just, just There's no way DC could catch up when it comes to the movies. Oh, everybody's taking a swipe at you. Glenn saying Brian not helping his cause. What is and then Glenn? Broken Sanctum once again with another, uh, another uh, little what shot is my there. Don't blame the movies for your lack of taste. Oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? Even? Those movies are not that great. They're horrible. Oh, but I, this is not a I'm DC. Look, this is not a DC podcast. Let's not give them any I'm the, any quarter. I'm a guy that loves DC characters. I love DC, but I just can't stand what they're doing with the movies. That's my gripe. I have no problem with DC. Yeah. I've said it many times. Yeah. Just want to put a dirty filter on everything, you know? You know, like. Um, let's keep talking about Spider Man. Yes. Uh, street level villains and heroes. So I love how 
once again, it's not like a end of the world kind of scenario. Yes, Spider Man uh, taking on a street street level he, villains. I love that. And yes. the Vulture is a street level villain, and he has a couple of people with him. We're not going to go into specifics until next week, but they're also street level people. They build their own tech. It's really cool. I loved everything about the movie, the plots, mm. everything. And uh, I had a couple of nitpicks which I can't bring up until next week. Because we stood outside with uh, Ernest Rizal and Grant Gill, and we were talking about the movie, and I was telling them how. Remember how I was telling them how? Uh, yeah, I still don't like your your nitpicks are a little. Right? No, but the thing is, like, I stood there and I told you guys about the nitpicks, and Ernest calmly told me like why they I shouldn't pit, use them as nitpicks, and what he said makes sense. I can't talk about it though because mm. I agree with Ernest. No spoilers. Yeah, I know. Right, oh, so we can't talk about it. It is hard to talk know, about. It's such a good movie. Um, by the way, after the movie, I started thinking. I was like, what is the deal with this whole Sony Marvel agreement? Mm. You know, so I went out and I and I got this article. Do you want to hear this article? Sure, why not? Okay. So Homecoming is still financed and distributed by Sony Pictures, <clears throat> i.e. they pay for a hundred percent of it, and Sony gets the box office, but Marvel Studios produced the film and served as the quote unquote creative lead. That means that Feige and Marvel Studios bring trust, help pick the director and cast, helped craft the film's tone and style, and made sure to bring something fresh and new to character. Uh, to character that audiences are already very familiar with. Tony Stark. In short, they made a Marvel Studio Spider-Man movie. So what does Marvel get in return out of this deal? Besides getting to play with a toy they've been eyeing for a very long time now, they get to use Tom Holland's Peter Parker in a set number of MCU movies. Five in total oh, per sweet. this initial agreement. So including Homecoming and its sequel, then also the two Infinity War movies. Uh, that means that Spider-Man Homecoming takes place within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, the same one that has Doctor Strange and Iron Man. And Holland's Peter Parker, after making his debut in Captain America Civil War, is appearing alongside the folks like Tony Stark and Black Widow in Avengers Infinity War and the untitled Avengers 4 movie. Spider-Man Homecoming, um, uh, while Marvel Studios doesn't get any box office uh, money from uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and its sequel, they do still own the merchandising rights to Spider-Man. And thus, if Homecoming is a success, and I think it will be, be more, I think so. <clears throat> that'll no doubt extend to the toys, uh, underoos, and other Spider-Man products available. Moreover, ensuring Spider-Man Homecoming is a good movie helps the MCU brand. If folks like this Peter Parker, they're going to want to see more of him in Infinity War and whatever other MCU movies he's in. The current complicated deal that was struck between Marvel, Sony, and Disney, which owns Marvel, is at present only for Spider-Man Homecoming, its sequel Civil War, and the two Avengers movie. If all goes well, they'll come back to the table and renegotiate to keep this going. Or it's possible that Sony says, well, you know, quote, we'll take it from here, and Peter Parker disappears from the MCU altogether. Complicating the matters now, however, is the fact that Sony Pictures, looking to expand its reach into the superhero realm, is greenlighting other superhero movies based on Spider-Man comics that don't directly involve Spider-Man or Peter Parker. This includes a Venom movie starring Tom Hardy, a female-driven Black Cat and Silver Sable movie directed by Gina prince Bythewood, an animated Miles Morales movie, and potentially films based on Mysterio and Craven the Hunter. Wait a second. I thought Miles Morales belonged to Disney. Uh, I guess not. I think it's all part of the same uh, Spider-Man universe. Here's the rub. 
Marvel Studios has no input or involvement in these movies at this point in time. They are part of what Sony is calling their Marvel Universe, not to be confused with the Marvel Cinematic Universe over at Disney slash Marvel Studios. So that is both uh, scary, confusing. Uh, it's sad uh, because they screwed up the Marvel, the Spider movies up to this point. I have absolutely no not faith in Sony doing not, a good job. And look what they did with Fantastic Four. Yeah, there's so many nuanced things in the writing of Spider-Man Homecoming and in the actors, the portrayals and the characters that I just feel like they can't accomplish it without Marvel's input. I feel like it'd be really dumb to not include them. And another thing, taking this a step forward, I wish that Fox would make um, Fox would make a uh, uh, agreement like this with Marvel as well so that we can get a Fantastic Four in the MCU, so we can get a X-Men franchise going in the MCU. Um... Hold on one second. Sorry, I'm getting all these. Uh, I'm getting all these messages from our uh, PBG staff podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. I don't know what's going on. Da, 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 da. So my phone's a piece of garbage. Okay, sorry. I'm just uh, kind of distracted when I shouldn't be. All right, let me take a look at the chat. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I was really curious about the deal that they had. I wanted to get a little bit more detail on it and find out what's going on. And uh, yeah, so what I'm going to do for now is just focus on these movies that are coming out. Just enjoy them for what they are and not worry about all this other side bullshit that Sony's trying to pull with Venom, with no with no Peter Parker. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. What I would love to happen is <clears throat> in Infinity War, he gets the, the, the symbiote and he comes back and then we get... Cause the thing is, it so feels on. like... Here's my question, though. Are they going to use this the man-made symbiote or the one from space? I don't know. Are you asking me, like, what they're going to do? Like, what do you... Th- uh, well. What do I think they're going to do? I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. It's Sony. They could really fuck up hard. Oh, I thought... Oh. You know, so more than likely what's going to happen is um, Eddie Brock's going to be at home. Mm-hmm. And he's like cleaning the floor, and he accidentally mixes uh, Ajax with uh, a couple of other cleaning products, <laughs> and he gets the Venom suit like that. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, hey, right? didn't that guy get his powers from the vat of eels? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Brian Austin with the deep cuts. Um, I know. Yeah, they could totally screw this up. You know what's sad though? I have a feeling if Sony took over, we're never going to see that iconic scene of Peter in the bell tower. Well, you the, know, with the bell going, and then from the sonic waves, yeah. the sound, the venom suit getting hurt, and then dripping down at Eddie Brock while he's praying to Jesus, little baby Jesus. <laughs> he's praying, and you know what he prays for, right? He's like, "Please kill Peter Parker." That's what he <laughs> prays for. Like that's a, in the comic book. That's a, he's like, oh. "Please, please, little baby Jesus, that I believe in loving. Please kill <laughs> Peter Parker." Because he cost me a job at the Bugle. <laughs> no, I think in the comic it goes beyond that. Like he does a bunch of stuff that really kind of ruins Eddie Brock's life. Then so Eddie Brock becomes- is like, I'm gonna go home and pump some iron, and then go to the church and 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 pray for- and, and pray for revenge. <laughs> I pray that a peaceful, peaceful, uh, loving Jesus uh, smites <laughs> Peter Parker. Oh my God, that's so so bad. <laughs> Let's take a look at the chat here. It's lighting up. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in the chat. It's weird. Like, uh, usually not this many people are A, listening, or B, care. You know what I'm saying? Well, I feel a little happy inside. A little joy. 
Uh, once again, Broken Sanctum doesn't understand what nuance means. <laughs> uh, the next Avengers movie is going to have 70 characters in it. That's right. A lot of stuff. A lot of balls to juggle. You know? Uh, Tire Claw. The one thing that excites me about Avengers Infinity War is that the Guardians are going to be in it. Yes. I can't wait to see how the Avengers react when they meet Rocket for the first time. That's going to be awesome. And see, that's what's so special is that they build up these characters so that it's all about those nuanced moments where, you know, when Iron Man meets Captain for the first time and Cap is like Mr. Stark and Iron Man is like Cap. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's what I... And what's weird is that's how I felt during this movie. I had goosebumps, like in Spider-Man Homecoming, the beginning. You don't know who Michael Keaton is in The Vulture. You don't know. But for some reason, they they, they write it the, the way that you... And you see the Tatari Tichar- weaponry and stuff, oh, just, and you get goosebumps, man. Everything's set up so well. Ugh, just. I also picture a scene where Rocket encounters a normal raccoon and tries to talk to it. Yeah, that's that would be awesome. Um, what else do you want? Anything else? Spoiler, non-spoiler that you want to talk about? Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, man, the only thing I can say is like, if you have not seen that movie. Take the time and go see it. It's well worth your money. It's really good. It's a really good movie. And, um, it's really well written. Everything about it, I can't see. It's fun. It's enjoy. It, it's just a Spider-Man we've been waiting for. And before you go and see Spider-Man Homecoming, I want you to go on YouTube. Not you. I'm just talking to the audience in general. Even though I'm staring at you while I say this. Brian Austin. Are you staring at my amazing pose? Yeah. You know, he's laying on my couch... Legs wide open, <laughs> and I can see the sweat spot between your thighs. You can? Yeah, spot? look. It's like a That's deep sweat spot. What are you talking about? It looks like you peed your pants, but I know it's sweat. Is, I is wanna... it really a sweat mark? I don't feel sweaty. Why is it all dark just in that one region? Because it's called shadows. Anyways, he looks like the glutton robot from Futurama, the one that like eats the grapes. I thought you were going to say I look like Kate Winslet in that movie. No, because you'd be you'd have to be next to uh, like a steamy window with your hand on the window, <laughs> <laughs> having all the sex and lying about jewelry on the Titanic. <laughs> She's a liar. That old lady is a liar. Anyways, on a side note, if Glenn, not Glenn, if Grant Gill is listening, uh, it's one of uh, Grant's favorite movies is Titanic. Yeah. Um. Is that it? You want to talk more? Spider Man. Mm. Spider Man. Spider Man. What time is it? It is 7.20. What? Really? Already? What do you mean already? Dude, this has been a... It's been real. It's been real tough. You know? Especially when I'm like, you know, just lobbing in these softballs to you and you're like, swing and a miss. You know? Metaphorically, I'm saying. Yeah. Anyways, well, yeah. Why don't start with the news, God damn it. Brian Austin is sitting here, legs open. I forgot all about that. Aerating his crotch. Hold on, not yet. Not yet. Not till I say... We didn't even see what we did for this week. Oh, yeah. What did you do this week? Um, I actually watched something that I wanted to talk about in the anime segment. Oh, we'll do the anime segment later if you want. Yeah, it's just a... You want to do it now? Well, we got to talk about the news, man. Oh, wait. Let me talk about what I did this week, if you don't mind. Okay. okay? Go right ahead. Um, I, uh, so I, uh, my friend Frank, uh, came over. I had not seen him in a long time and he makes the most amazing pizzas, right? So I said, bring over some pizzas. We're going to watch some movies and shit. We're going to eat pizza and watch movies. It's going to be great. Oh yeah. So he came over last week after the podcast and we ate pizza and watched movies. 
Which movie? Actually, I don't even remember if we watched movies. I think we watched random YouTube videos of um, Evo because he's really into watching fighting games and stuff. So he's like, hey, have you ever played The Witcher 3? And I was like, uh, no, I'm too busy with stuff. I can't sit down and play games. And he's like, look, just buy. it's such a good game. Buy Witcher 3 on Xbox. Because he's, like, he's like, I played it on PC. And I was like, I don't want it on PC because I think my PC is fast enough to run it. You know, but you have other things. To but do. no, it's not just that. It's just like I don't want to like tweak settings and always feel like it's not optimal, right? Like in the back of my mind, it's always going to be like it looks like it's pretty decent, but like I don't know if I have the right settings or not. I don't want to worry about that. Uh, that's why I love about consoles. It's so simple. You put the game in, and the people that made the game are like, "Look, every piece of hardware is going to be the same, except you know when we start talking about the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X." But every piece of hardware that's out there console wise is the same so we know how to run it optimally and you know code it specifically for this platform brian austin's reading his phone anything important brian austin oh you want to share with the rest of the class <laughs> sorry i'm trying to figure out what this what well hey, hold on they're you guys are making fun of uh you guys are making fun of me here what in the pbg chat yeah oh are they listening i think so they're, they're talking about uh you like are now mine. What? What's Glenn talking about? They're talking about how a oh, broken Samtom is berating me. Um, I don't even know what. <laughs> yeah, now I'm looking at like two different chats. I don't even know what's going on. But anyways, <sighs> I'm turning my phone off. Ah oh, man, I was like, okay, Witcher three. So he's like, look, just buy it on the Xbox, and I'll give you the money for it. Did he give you the money for it? No, here's the thing. Like, I went on Xbox One. Is it raining? Yeah, it's raining. Shit, it's a good thing I put that tarp out there. Save the barbecue. Um, I was like, dude, it's seventy bucks. Like, I'm not gonna make you pay seventy bucks for this Xbox game. I'm more than likely I'm not gonna play anyways because I'm so busy with life. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um. So then a couple of days later, there's the Xbox Ultimate Sale, and it went down to $35. Really? So I sent him a picture. I was like, guess what's on sale? And he's like, buy it, buddy, and I'll, I'll give you the money back. So I bought it, and uh, it just sits there. Still haven't played it. You know, I played like the first five minutes of it. You have to play Witcher 1. Don't you have to play Witcher 1 and Witcher 2? So uh, maybe. Maybe you get a better appreciation mm. for the characters and the plot. Hard is really hard. But uh, I don't know. You can set the difficulty. So I set it to like... I like a little bit of a challenge. There's also like a setting that's, you know, it's like, oh, I just want to see the story. Don't give me any challenge. Yeah, I should have said it to that, you know, honestly. Yeah, but then you're not going to see most of the story because they usually open up most of the story. No, no, difficult. this is like the opposite of what you're saying. They're saying, hey, if you just want to experience the story, we can set the difficulty low so it's easier for you to get through the game, right? Yeah, but they usually have better options when it's on hard. You better see more. It'll give you more incentive to replay the game. Replay value is what they call it the youngins call it you oh broken at? sanctum he's calling you out brian austin let me see that chat brian hostin sounds dumb uh broken sanctum you also sound dumb <laughs> so i don't think you should be talking have you even seen spider-man Has or he's like critiquing it based on the trailer I don't know what he's doing he's like because he was like the writing is bad in spider-man homecoming it's like have you even seen the movie Maybe you should take DC's dick out of your mouth and go see the movie. <laughs> Maybe you should stop sucking DC's dick for five minutes to go see the movie. <laughs> and Ernest is like defending you in the chat. Ernest is like, maybe you should spell dumb correctly. 
Touche. It's a good comeback artist. I know half the chat's like, I'm just hearing it. Half the chat's against you all the time. Why? Is it just your personality? Is it your voice? Maybe. It's like when I hear your voice, I just feel like punching someone. Really? No, no. I love your voice. You have a sexy voice. Thanks, Yasser. You're welcome, buddy. Um, on with the news. Okay. The news you can use. Oh, you know what? Let me play the news music. You see how I'm on top of things? I'm being sarcastic right now. Never on top of things. Oh, man. I closed the Google Drive app. No. No. You know what? I love the smell of wet cement. Wet pavement. <laughs> smell that wet pavement. Mm. I just want to run out there in the rain right now. It's... Humid in here. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. I should really turn that fan on. What do you think? You want me to turn that fan on? That's okay. I'm too lazy to. Well, when I say I'm going to turn the fan on, it means that I will, you know, physically get up and turn the fan on. Right? Uh, I'll do it. It's right by me. Drag it up. No, no, no. You have to go into the hallway and turn on the main switch. Oh, mm, it's a whole production. Don't worry about it. Oh. All right, go ahead, man. Hello. On, t- <clears throat> on today's edition of Pop Belly Gamer News, we have Titanfall and Battlefield 1 now free on Origin Access. This is from... Okay, Origin Access is looking more and more attractive. The $4.99 per month or $29.99 per year prescription subscription service has now added Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2 to their roster. Origin Access has over 45 games currently up for grabs, including Golden Age, Inquisition, Battlefield 4... FIFA 17, Star Wars Battlefront, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 2, The Banner Saga, The War of Mine, all the Dead Space games, and Mass Effect and the Mass Effect trilogy. SimCity 4, Battlefront 1, doesn't come tricked out though. You'll have to pay for the DLC, as if you want it. However, EA has made some strides to break down these barriers. What's your thoughts on this, Yasser? Um, I don't know anything that'll give us free games, modern games free. Uh, I'm all for. By the way, it doesn't really mention that. It mentions Origins, which is a service on PC. But then I asked on Reddit. I asked a question. I was like, "Does this mean EA Access as well?" And a couple of people out there, Ernest Rizal, Glenn, uh, also have um, EA Access on the Xbox One. Yes, these games are coming to EA Access soon, within the next month or two. So that's something definitely look forward to and another great reason to get EA Access, which I always thought was a good uh, value. Uh, I just never, you know, I, should, uh, I got other things to buy, you know, like $500 strollers. And baby formula? Yes, and baby formula <laughs> that the baby never drinks. <laughs> so Xbox One, gaining game, giftings feature soon. To those of us, to those of you who have Steam, Fairly often, you know that a feature that sets it apart from the competitors is the simple ability to gift games to your friends. That feature is something Xbox One is currently looking to incorporate into their system, meaning you'll be able to buy digital games for your friends and give them away in the near future. This news, has, this news was learned from Xbox um, corporate 
VP Mike Yarba. Yabara. How do you say his name? Yabara. Yabara. Right. Okay. When he replied to a fan who asked about the f- feature on Twitter, Mike didn't have much to say except that it was simply not far off. That's quite of exciting. I think this will actually get me to want to get an Xbox One, which I am going to get in the near future. You don't need to worry. I'll be gifting a lot of games to you, Yoss, because... You see this face? This is the face of someone that believes you. I can see it, Yoss. <laughs> I can see it. No, this is really good, because, you know, because basically on Xbox 360 right now, it's you, Glenn, and Ernest, who are my friends, and Nika Metroid. So, I could buy a game. But here's the thing. This gifting game, isn't it the same as, like, but once, so I have to buy a game, so that means if I want to re-gift that game to somebody else, I have to buy it again? What do you mean? Or can I just buy, like, you know, you save for example. You can buy it and gift it to someone, but I don't know the, in, I don't know the exact details of it. I don't know if it's like, can I buy it and play it and then eventually give it to someone? I don't think that they'll work it like that. I think they'll be like, hey, this is in the, probably the options when you purchase it. You can purchase it for yourself or purchase it for somewhere else. Mm. And if you purchase it for someone else, it probably gives you the option of having it sit on your account to decide who you want to give it to oh, or, it. to, or it. to pick it at that time. Right, but okay. yeah, I like the idea because there's lots of times where you know there's a game that's super super cheap. I already own it, but mm. I want my friends to experience it, so I'm I'm more than happy to have them experience it. I I know we shouldn't keep giving the spotlight over a troll like uh, Broken Sanctum, but I got to bring up something else. He said, he said DC is just superior in terms of characters. Marvel characters have no depth. Uh, not my fault. You guys are all biased. Um, I say the opposite. I think that. I think DC characters have less depth. They're very one-dimensional. And that's why, for characters like Superman, it's hard to build a good story. Um, And by the way, those DC movies, I think the biggest problem is that none of them grow as characters in those movies. You know? So... Um, And uh, Glenn, also always the DC apologist, he's apologizing for us on the podcast, saying that there's no DC love right now. Uh, but listen to the older podcast. So thank you, Glenn, for telling people to listen to the older podcast. That's, Always appreciate it. But good. also, uh, thank you for telling people that uh, we hate DC and that Why? we're biased. <laughs> I don't think this Sanctum guy even listens or pays attention because I've said it and I'll say it again. I am a f- bigger fan of DC than I am of Marvel. I'm talking about the movies. I'm not a fan of the movies. The movies do not give these characters the justice that they deserve and they're just horrible writing yeah see the writing's on the wall Brian Austin hates DC everything DC including the comic books animated shorts and the movies he just said it himself right there and And he hates people that like DC and their acquisition of Wildstorm back in the 90s remember when they got that yeah I was like no come on image oh my god and what they're doing to Watchmen now ugh it's gross what are they doing to Watchmen um they're incorporating Watchmen into the DC universe. No, why? They should be separate. So because they can't come up with original ideas. They, why? Oh, oh my god! So they want to shit on what Moore worked so hard. Alan Moore. Alan Moore's crazy, isn't he? Yeah, he's a crazy old <laughs> guy. Get in the spruce boots. I can yeah, I can see him with like uh, <laughs> with the with, big uh, nails. Yeah, and the, what's it called? The the tissue the box. Tissue paper. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you gone nuts. But anyways, all right. Back with the news. Um. Tiger Claw saying, read IDW comics. Who's IDW? Uh, oh, I think those, are, I guess, are based out of here. Are they the Transformers guys? Yeah, and they do, like, the, the... I think they're out of Oakville from here. Yeah, you're right. I think that they have good art. I've never... I don't know about the writing, though. No, they have Mega Man. They had the Transformers. I think that guy, uh, what's his face? Uh, shout out to um, 
God damn it, I forgot his art, the artist's name. He does a lot of the, uh, does a lot of the Street Fighter art. Um, we've seen him at the comic conventions before. I think your buddy from school went to art school with him. Um, when I remember his name, I'll mention it. Your buddy Eric Tiggs. Oh, what about him? He went to art school, or he said he used to do art with this guy. Uh, Who works at IDW? Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I might be saying, the th- saying it wrong, but from what I remember him saying, oh, I'm trying to remember his goddamn name. Oh, you know what? He's talking specifically about the IDW TMNT comics. Have you read those? Oh, yes. And the new Someone... Star Wars comics. Those are pretty good. I thought uh, Star Wars was done by Marvel, no? No, it was done by Dark Horse, I think. What? Yeah, and Dark Horse is owned by Marvel? No. That was Vertigo. Ver- no, no, no. Vertigo's owned by DC. Uh, what's Dark Horse? Who's Dark Horse? I think Dark Horse is itself. It's its own. You know what we should do? This is a good idea. If Glenn's listening, on the next poll this video, we should talk about all the different companies, who owns who, where their origins come from, who broke off from which company to create which different companies. We can talk about Image. IDW, Image, that's right, Marvel, DC, uh, Dark Horse. Uh, that would be a really, really interesting. Vertigo's part of these, uh, yeah. especially in like a slow week. Like if there's not that many comics, you can have like a like a totally comic company centric. Yeah, there's uh, some new comic video. companies that came out there that have some pretty good titles as well. They're just they're just not you know as popular, so you don't hear much about them. But anyways, we're, we don't have that much time, and I gotta finish the news here. So, um, Super Mario Odyssey. Is replacing their game over screens. This is from tssgaming.ca. Uh, also, the Xbox One. Sorry, I forgot to mention. Is from tssgaming.ca as well. Um, Hold on, the, sorry. Broken Sanctum. I'm just sick of. Sorry. Uh, after this one, I'm, I'll stop because we're giving him too much uh, air time. I'm just sick and tired of everyone hating on DC films. Uh, then maybe you shouldn't go on the internet. <laughs> maybe you should like just stay in your room and cut off yourself from the outside world. <laughs> Because okay. it's just a general consensus, right, from the majority of people is that they're not good and they're hating on the DC uh, movies. I like how they're just ripping on how this guy can't spell. Anyways, go on. <laughs> Maybe you should take a, learn how to spell, take a grammar course or something. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, buddy. <laughs> Maybe you should take a grammar. <sighs> learn some. Learn some. <laughs> learn some. <laughs> I like how you're like I'm struggling. You're just struggling, I'm and the sentences are like broken up, and it's like because I'm trying to like breathing hard. I'm trying to focus on reading the. He's news lying here. down. He's lying down like he's on a psychologist's uh, sofa now. It's no, it's good. Put up your feet, man. Lie it's down hot in here. I'm really sweating. relax. Relax. I got sweat spots. Hey, you know what? While you do this, I'll turn on the fan. I'll turn on the fan. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, who's I'll all right? Turn on the fan. You gotta. Okay. So uh, Super Mario Odyssey is replacing its game over screens. The Super Mario games have been known to tote rather in your face game over screens. Upon your death, you knew you had messed up. However, the new game, Super Mario Odyssey, seems to have done away with the normal system. The game's Japanese Twitter account showcases a video that shows you what will happen when Mario dies, and oddly enough, it is reminiscent of Sonic hitting an enemy. You will lose an amount of coins. See that number go down. It's okay. And then be back at it again. Apparently, the game also lacks lives in general for one-ups. So if you are used to chasing after those green little mushrooms, say goodbye. Though the game does possess a checkpoint system, you will likely that will likely work like recent Mario games, meaning that you won't have to travel that far back upon losing some coins. The coins upon which now we depend on are apparently very plentiful. So fear not about ever reaching zero. 
The lack of game over screens is probably an attempt to keep the game user friendly, as a lack of one keeps of one keeps players in the action easier. And for those who really just can't manage the harder Mario levels without numerous attempts, it stops them from getting discouraged and seeing the game over screen again and again. <sighs> Anyways, I'm gonna put my thoughts on that, and I'm I'm like, uh, seriously, folks. You don't like it when they coddle people? Exactly. This is ridiculous. Come on. Seriously, you're, you get upset and discouraged over a game over screen? They want to make it easier? Come on, this is Super Mario. Maybe, but you have to also remember that the majority of people that are playing these games are like little kids, right? Maybe they can get easily get discouraged over that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, come on. This is, just, again, the problem with kids these days. You want to give them awards for no dark damn reason. You want to give them awards for failure. Stupid. You know what? This is a video game. Get over it. You lose, try again. It's, I mean, it's this is a far stretch from life in general, but it's just teaching kids that, you know, there's no such thing as failure. You got to fail to succeed. Ugh, this is just horrible in my It's opinion. gross. It's gross. It's horrible. Such it's a, gross and I don't like it. Not at all. Said Brian Austin. Shame on you, Super Mario. Shame on you. And because they're copying Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, a lot of games copy other games. Where he loses the coins? Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird to see, like, Mario die and then lose coins. And you start with, like, 300 plus coins. It's like, really, what, then what's the point in having yeah, coins? What's the, point of, what's the point of this? Where's the challenge? <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Maybe, uh, sir, you're saying it's for little kids. You gotta teach little... I don't know. It's stupid. Anyways... <laughs> Anyways, uh, <clears throat> in other news, there's a new character in Overwatch. This is from Bonus Level Gaming. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> Doomfist is finally here, and his abilities are going to be a game changer for the world of Overwatch. Blizzard released the official animated teaser trailer for Doomfist today, which showcases a fight between the villain and the heroes of Overwatch. In an epic clash with Genji, Tracer, and Winston, Doomfist tears the streets of Numbaya apart and almost kills Tracer before finally being stopped by Winston's rage. This is definitely one of the more exciting trailers of an Overwatch character and was a great way to start before watching the developer's update on the character. In the developer's update video, Jeff Kamplin introduces us to Doomfist and his ideals, sharing, with, sharing that he is one of the leaders of an Eagle organization, Talon. Primary fire. Do you want me to read all this? So, yeah, if you want. So, what I did was, um, it's big news to a lot of Overwatch fans because there's a lot of lore around this character called um, Doomfist. Doomfist, right? And Terry Crews apparently visited Blizzard recently and he had something to do with the character. I don't think that he's actually, like, there was a lot of talk of him voicing the character. And, you know, I love Terry Crews. He's awesome, right? Just as a person, he's awesome. Um, I remember seeing one of his videos recently where he's talking about like, oh, I'm losing touch with my son. So I went ahead and I, I got involved in one of his hobbies, which was building a computer and playing computer games, right? Oh, Terry yeah, so Terry Crews like built a computer and he's all into building game, playing computer games now. Yeah, I remember seeing that. He was asking people, the fans for like advice on what processor to use and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so in one of the maps, you escort a payload and the payload happened to be this glass case with... Doomfist's like gauntlet in it, right? So the question now is that if if Doomfist is in the game and he's escaped prison, like do they keep that the same? Are there any people in the chat that play Overwatch that can uh, you know shed some light on this? That would be awesome. 
I have a feeling. I heard. I went on the Reddit uh, site, oh, the Reddit Overwatch site, and um, what? I just took a, looked up a picture of what he looks like. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? The character designs do not disappoint in this game. I could tell you that. Yeah, he looks insane. So I also wrote down some of the powers, uh, but those powers really are only important to people that are wa- playing Overwatch. So just a quick, cons- uh, just a quick um, voters, uh, just get a consensus in the chat. Like, does anybody in the chat play Overwatch, either on the PC or Xbox One or PS4? A majority of people that like stream uh, Overwatch online uh, play it on the PS4. Brian Austin's like falling asleep. No, I'm actually looking at the actual pictures here. I'm like, we can't use pictures on the radio show. Oh, I thought you're talking to the chat. I'm talking to everybody. You know, because I, I don't play Overwatch. I don't. My processor. So it's not important to you. Unless I could play it on a Mac. I think Overwatch you can play on a Mac. I think there is a Mac version of Overwatch. And then I would probably my Mac could Overwatch. So. So they actually, they use as you're saying, they use Terry Crews as, as a design for this character. Uh, I don't know if they used him as a design for him, but he went to the Blizzard headquarters because, too, and he got like a a tour of the place. So because it looks like him, it does. You're right. It looks like him. He's, his mask looks crazy too. This is uh, someone in the chat is asking. Um, we have a lot of episodes, ninety four now. Uh, do you feel is a good DC review to listen to? So here's the thing. Um, I think there's been episodes where whenever Glenn's on the, whenever Glenn is on the uh, podcast and we're talking about like Suicide Squad or Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel or something like that, it's at least balanced, right? So the majority of us are pretty negative on those movies, but Glenn is there to balance things out because he's a DC apologist. Um, (laughs) But I think the Wonder Woman episode is pretty good. And we talk about Wonder Woman in very positive light. I think all of us had really good things to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just generally, like, look, I mean, the first Marvel movie that comes out that's bad, I'm going to rip it apart. Like, why not? Right? Hey, I'm a... It just hasn't happened. They haven't given me the opportunity yet. Iron Man 3. See, even then, like, I don't think that's a bad movie. Yeah, I think people give it too much crap because compared to the other Marvel movies, yeah, it's not as good. But uh, I like the, you know, all the suits and all that stuff and him uh, being attacked by a terrorist at, after giving the terrorist his home address. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Stark, idiot. Yeah. Um, all games, uh, eight, four, two, three, five. Um, I would like to hear the difference with your DC reviews. Thanks. Uh, I play Overwatch sometimes. Right on. Right on, brother. Um, why don't you, uh, what do you play it on? Do you play it on PC or Xbox One? Um, I do think uh, they have any DC reviews that are positive. A Broken Sanctum, I don't think they have any DC reviews that are positive. I don't think you've even heard any of our, uh, our other episodes. And anyways, like, what'll happen is if it's a DC, if it's a Marvel movie he hasn't seen, he'll be like, it's automatically, like, crap writing. And if it's a DC movie that he hasn't seen, it's automatically amazing, so. Are you sure that Sanctum isn't Gabe? I'm starting to feel like maybe it is. <laughs> starting to stir the pot here. <laughs> uh, Marvel has the Inhuman series. A lot of people weren't feeling the trailer. Maybe it's Marvel's first failure. I agree with you, Tiger Claw. That's that's going to be the chink in the armor. Uh, because it might, it might surprise you. I don't think so. I y- here. You know what? Uh, uh, Broken Sanctum. 
um, when the <laughs> listen to our last episode where we talk about uh, the um, the Inhumans teaser and uh, alumni popular gamers alumni uh, Gabe is on that episode the last one number ninety three okay, and it's actually a pretty good episode yeah. everybody chimes in and we all make really good like a lot of fun of it so I feel like for the most part we're pretty unbiased um I just I I don't know I don't want to keep defending myself to a total ra- random stranger online isn't that like the show <laughs> the show is just us defending ourselves to random strangers online I know oh, um that? someone's Anthony's trying to start uh like a group chat in our PBG staff uh, I can't. I can't do that right now. I, I'm sorry, Antoine, if you're listening live. I cannot pick up the video chat during a live show. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we're almost done. We got like 15 minutes left. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Why is he trying to do a live chat right now? I don't know. Do you think, actually, maybe I should have answered. But the thing is, it wasn't popping up on my phone, which is connected au- through audio. Uh, it was popping up on my computer, which it wouldn't have worked out properly. Okay, so um, what are you looking at right now? Because I actually wanted to talk. Hold on. Um, are, is there any more news? Um, I don't think so. I just you just threw it on the ground. No, it didn't. It was the wind from the fan. Yeah, we talked about it. That's it. That's all the news. Yeah. Wow. It was a real uh, thin thin news week. Unless you want me to go through all the 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 Overwatch. Well, I asked if I I asked for a consensus in the chat. I was like, "Who plays Overwatch?" And like nobody answered. One person answered. This all games eight four two three five. Who couldn't even bother to change his name. <laughs> he's all games bot number eight two four three five. And he's like, "Yes, I play it." So and then I asked, like, "What platform?" And then he's like, "He's like you in a conversation. Like, I'll be on the phone with Brian Austin. We'll be having a conversation back and forth, and I'll ask him a question, or maybe just in the chat, and then you won't get a response for hours and hours." <laughs> you know. Oh, I heard something. So, anyways, I actually want to talk about an anime before we go. Actually, did some anime watching. Oh yeah, you want to actually do anime hour this week? Yeah, I actually have an anime that I was I really got into. Well, lay it on me, brother. Well, do you want to put the music on, or are we gonna? No, no, lay it on me. All right. So it's this anime. It's kind of. It's ba- it's called Little Witch Academia. And Sorry, I like to screw you up. The Royal Conservatory on Anime Preservation is proud to present to you another episode of the Brian Austin Anime Corner. Now get out of here, you vagabonds! Okay, so this week I'll be talking about Little Witch Academia. It's actually uh, I'm a sucker for those uh, those Harry Potter esque sort of uh, storylines, and it has a Harry Potter st- or have you heard of Worst Witch, the Worst Witch series from the '80s? No, I'm sorry. It's like a little yeah. They have like a all they go to school. It's a whole witch school, and they learn magic and sorcery. And then I guess Harry Potter. They have it's a you know everybody knows Harry Potter. But Little Witch Academy is an anime. It was created by um, don't even ask me to pronounce this guy's name. But uh, it was actually started off as a short animation film, and which was really good, by the way. The, the design, the, the animation was amazing. The character design was f- absolutely stunning. And it was so good that they wanted to do a part two. And they had that partially funded at Kickstarter. 
I remember that. And then they produced uh, which, uh, Little Witch Academy uh, Season 2. Or not Season 2, Season... Uh, it's the second movie. Sorry to cut you off. All games 84235 plays Overwatch on Xbox. Add me. Add me on Xbox, please. I need more friends. My name is Icon Boy on Xbox. Thank you. Okay, you just lost my train of thought here. So anyways... Um, I lost your train of thought. Yeah. No, I interrupted your train of thought. Yeah, there you go. Whatever, man. You, lo- you can only lose what belongs to yourself. Okay, all right, whatever. So anyways, they did a... S- so basically, they did two movies, two, sh- two short like movies uh, about these witches that are this magical school. <laughs> and of course, they change it around a bit and make it interesting. It's not exactly the same as the uh, their predecessors. Um, it really does, as I said, remind me a lot about the Worst Witch series, which is about, um, I can't remember the characters' names, but it's about a witch that, uh, that's a non-witch that goes to a witching school to learn magic. And she's like pretty much the Worst Witch. And this character, Akko, is kind of like that character from the Worst Witch series. But um, instead of kind of falling into becoming a witch she that's her goal or her dream because she sees a witch as a uh she sees this witch called um shiny chariot performing and she gets all influenced as a kid to be to learn magic to be like her hero and uh she ends up somehow getting into a witching school i don't know how she figures it out but it doesn't really matter she ends up there and yeah she's pretty much like the worst the worst witch there she can't do anything she's failing all her classes she can't ride a broom all the sorts of nonsense but she's she's like she's like the goku archetype you know goku has that uh attitude where he's like positive and he's all uh everything is optimistic oh yeah he's she's like one of those characters right but she's also loud and kind of gets herself into trouble all the time by the way sorry to bring something up real quick oh, oh man it's raining oh that's nice oh that's good no, it's coming on. It's going on the computer. Oh. I recently saw the fight between Goku and Frieza. Do you remember the original fight? Yeah. Where he, um, Frieza attacks him with a disc, and, yeah, then and he, he gets, gets cut in half by his own disc. Yeah. Apparently, he dies right there, right? But Not then really. Goku gives him a little of his power to revive him. Yeah. And keep him alive. I thought really that was incredible, especially after he killed Krillin. Then you he know. tries to use that energy against Goku. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So you have this uh, positive character. She teams up with. Her two roommates or dorm mates are... Sorry, also, Broken Sanctum is asking, why not PS4? It's the best system. Do you have any redeeming qualities, dude? You like DC films and, and you're hating on the Xbox? Like, do you like anything that's good? <laughs> you love alienating people that are listening to the show, right? I'm, like, trying to have a talk about an anime here, and this guy is like... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not you. I'm talking about the Sanctum guy. I'm also part of the problem. Let's be honest. Yeah, but it's fun hearing stupid people type things. What else did he say? So anyways, forget about this fool. Uh, I'm going to go on. Um, so so basically, um, it's about this main character, Akko, and she is influenced as a child after seeing a magic show by this witch called Shiny Chariot. And she ends up tr- wanting to be like this witch. And she ends up following, as a kid growing up, until her teens because she's a teenager at this she ends up uh yeah pretty much trying to be like her hero and, and explaining to the world which sees which is kind of cool because they do that they kind of see that magic is declining and magic's not as, as important to people in the world anymore yeah and she wants to show people that hey magic is cool and magic's amazing and it's kind of funny because she's it's kind of awesome because she's yeah again she's horrible at what she does but it's her determination her hard work and her grit i guess gets her through a lot of her situations and it also causes her 
classmates to show a little bit more respect for her. And um, yeah, she gets in these cool ass adventures, and it's just a fun, interesting uh, little show. And as I was saying this week, it, I was watching it on. Um, I was watching it on. Uh, What's it called? I can't remember the name of the site. I was watching it on one of those streaming sites because I couldn't find it anywhere else. And they actually had a series. And then I saw on Netflix this week that they had an English version of it, which really excited me. So every night after work, I came home and I watched a little bit of uh, Little Witch Academy. And they only have 13 episodes in English, which is... And I know they have 26 episodes a full season in, in Japan. So I watched the first 13 episodes in English. And yeah, I was really... It was a really enjoyable. Um, it opened up more of the world of this, this, this series, and yeah, it was quite enjoyable. Um, I kind of, again, I got really into the characters. There's a lot of little plot twists, and I got to say, the character design. I told, talked about the character design before, but it's got this really cool take on myth, mythical creature designs, like in the movie. Mythical? I guess so. Uh, magical creatures. Like I remember in the movie they had this uh this Titan, for example. Like and I this is what really drew me to it. Like it's like with comics, I see something cool visually and it kinda gets me into it. It's like the whole But they had this like Titan looking character that looked like um what did it look like? It looked like the fawn from um what was that movie? Roberto del Toro or whatever his name is? Guillermo Benito, del Toro uh, yeah. Guillermo del Toro and he had that fawn thing. And it was like I forget the name with that little Spanish girl. I know what you're talking about, yeah, where the monsters had the eyes in their hands. Yeah, 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 that one. But it had I forgot what it was called. It kind of has that design to it. But now I remember one of the monsters looking like the fawn, but it was like 17 stories high, and it had like a gigantic robotic metal arm attached. It looked it just looked incredible. Yeah. Oh, here the thunder. Hey, um, all games eight four two three five is asking: Has the anime guy he's referring to you seen this anime called Your Name? Oh, I still have to watch that. <laughs> Same here. I still have to watch it. Yeah, I just have He's also, he or she is also asking, uh, should, I should get a Switch and see if the difference of games on that. And the Broken Sanctum, uh, ever nuanced. Switch is even worse. Less power than Xbox. Ha ha. Okay. Um, what's this guy's problem? <laughs> Seriously. Like, get it. Why not? See what he goes. But power wise, PS4 is better. Has stronger graphics, spelled G R A F I C K S. Oh, I thought he was going to use an X at the end. <laughs> now you're playing with power. Graphics power. <laughs> uh, Broken Sanctum, of course, uh, a bastion of knowledge and an unbiasedness. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Anyways, uh, get a Switch if you are planning to get uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild because it is the definitive version of it like between that and the Wii U it's definitely going to be better on the Switch but I feel like other than that like unless you're really into Nintendo. playing Mario Kart on the go uh, and Nintendo games in general I don't think at this point really is worth getting it's cool novelty right and if you can like if you have the time to like you know, go places and set it up and play it I guess it's nice but like in the I airport feel, yeah but I feel like everybody is like it's way easier just to pull out your phone and play like something for five minutes Mm. Uh, or even a 3DS and play something for a couple of minutes. I think it's more designed for kids. It's more for children. You think so? I would actually argue the exact opposite because really? everybody in their commercials are like 30-something-year-old hipster yeah, hipster. Yeah, I guess so. But that's like our age. You know, I think we grew up with Nintendo and... Yeah, maybe you're right. But anyways, back to Little Witch Academia. Me. Uh, um, I'm just basically... Uh, if you're a fan of witchery and sorcery and 
stories of that nature. So you're a Harry Potter fan. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I think you should try, check out this show. And just try it out. See what you think. It's very exciting. It's You root for the main character all the time. It's good story development. And one thing I really like, uh, they're high school kids, but they don't overly sexualize the characters, which is something I despise in certain animes when you have a character that's supposed to be like 15 and they're wearing like a... Sh- they look just... By the way, Broken Sanctum's like, he doesn't want to go to our YouTube website because he's like, I don't want to give YouTube views for people that call me stupid. Um, That's okay. Dude, we're going to be... We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. (laughs) Um, We already don't make millions of dollars from our 23 (laughs) views that we get on our videos. (laughs) Trust me, buddy, you're not... Actually, you know what? If you look at it from that perspective, then it, it, it does... Uh, have a it does have a big impact impact right the individual so I just want to say from all of us here uh, we apologize for our, our we look the opinions expressed by Brian Austin when he called you a stupid idiot are not expressed by everybody else here and I do want to apologize for basically insinuating that you are a cock hol- your mouth is a cock holster for DC and I apologize for that I mean but really dude you should like. You should watch a Marvel movie before you critique it instead of like being like, I think it's cool to shit on Marvel movies right now, so I'm going to do that. And also, uh, Xbox is better than PS4. Just because. There, I said it. What they have better that? online, a better network, and uh, you know, when the PS3 came out, uh, Sony was telling us to get a second job to afford it. So, fuck that. Anyways. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> you well, know anyways. what? No, we should forgive. Forgive and move on. Am I right? So, uh, broken sanctum. Let's 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 bury this hatchet between you and Brian Austin. Let's start anew. I'm okay, to finish my go and check out our other podcasts. You know, July sixteenth, Sunday, July sixteenth at noon, tentative. Brian Austin is going to be playing Battletoads, and we're going to stream it live on either YouTube.com forward slash PBG Gamers or Twitch.com. We're going to stream it live. And I want to get a little input from the community right now, whoever's listening. So it's going to be a little bit of you playing through the game, but also taking shots. So I can't decide, should it be you taking shots every three lives or every continue? What do you think? That's totally up to you. Every continue? But you're you're calling me an Uber to get home. Uh, I'll drive you home if you really need to. It's fine. All right. I can even probably pick you up from home and bring you here. But, um, yeah, just everybody in the chat. It's going to be fun to watch Brian slowly get drunk and see his skills slowly fall apart, you know, as he progresses through the game. So, like, the deeper you get into the game, the more you need those uh, twitchy skills and the more you're going to lose them as you, as you drink more and more shots. And it's going to be some high quality. you got to provide the rum, though. Hmm. you got to buy the rum. And it's got to be high quality Nicaraguan rum. None of this uh, cheap Trinidad and Tobago crap. Excuse me? That's not my words. That's a that's a Gabriel Norori's words. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He does. He comes from a place where the people know rum. They're all about drinking. No, they're Trust not. me. Yes, no. they are. No. Well, what, what would you suggest for the rum? Some Ray Nephew. I think I'll get one. Tiger Claw is asking, are we going to speed run Battletoads? I don't even think we can run Battletoads. Like... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's going to be a real challenge for Brian Austin just to get through the game, let alone speed running it. He's like, are you guys going to speed run? There's certain points of the game that you can jump ahead, so I'm sure you're going to take advantage of the game in certain ways. Mm. But what I want to know is, what do you think? What do you guys think? Should he take a shot every three lives, or every life, or every li- five lives, or every continue? Because I saw you play, and there's points at the game where you're just dying over and over again, right? I haven't played that game in years. So, dude, we got, like, it's the show's almost okay, done. Okay, so anyways, let me just recap on what I was saying. Uh, Witch, uh, Little Witch Academia, it's very good anime. Check it out, guys. You won't be disappointed. And uh, let me know what you think. And you watch it. I don't know how you let me know, because, or maybe you could Twitter me. I don't know how that shit works. <laughs> Spoiler, I'm not going to watch it. Okay. Figures. <laughs> But anyways, good, it's good anime, <coughs> and yeah. I'll Is there anything you want to plug specifically? Uh, yes, I don't apologize to Sanctum, whatever his name is. <laughs> Broken Sanctum? Broken Sanctum. Okay. You know, so he, everything that Yasser said doesn't uh, reflect on me. I still think you're a douche. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, to everybody else out there, uh, check out our, our website. Every death is what some Twitch streamers do. Dude, that you're gonna get alcohol poisoning if it's every death you get a you get a shot. That sounds pretty bad, <laughs> you right? Die on, like everything. Yeah. Sometimes you die non voluntarily. Yeah. I, I seen you like I was sitting there watching you die like ten times in a minute. It's like yeah, it's a And that's not to say that you suck at the game because I couldn't even get past like first screen of Battletoads and you're like deep in. Your balls deep in Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> Actually I wanna play it right now. Uh, uh, oh, Tiger Clot. Damn it. I know we're running out of time. Uh, you know the level with the hover bikes and you have to dodge the walls while going really fast? Tired Claw, I've seen my boy play that level and he is goddamn good at that level. He's really good. So everybody out there, you need to tune in July 16th. We're really selling this. Thing. We're going we're gonna, to um, have more kind of ads and stuff leading up to it. I just made a one page I'm going to show in the PBG chat today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you the ad. I made an ad with your face. Oh. It's your face versus an NES with a bottle of rum in the background. <laughs> As always, you can see reviews, previews, and other articles at popbellygamers.com. You can also see our videos at youtube.com forward slash pbgpopbellygamers, all one word. We also have started a weekly comic book video on YouTube called hashtag pull this. It gets recorded, edited, and posted every Wednesday night just in time for fresh comics. If you want to follow us, you can follow Popular Gamers on Facebook. You can follow Anthony on Twitter at rail underscore grinder. He's currently leaving the Philippines, going to somewhere else exotic. Uh, you can also follow Glenn on Twitter at Leafson6. You can follow Brian on Twitter at Lenny Kabasa. You can follow Yasser on Twitter. That's me at Yasser Roger. You can follow Ernest on Twitter at Ruckus. Uh, uh, all games A four two three five eight. I got my Xbox open. I don't see an invitation, so add me, Icon Boy I C zero N B O Y. Also, please visit our friends over at washikong.com. They make cool action figurines and stuff. Please take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash pbg. We're trying to raise money to get new lighting. We want to get lighting for the weekly uh, comic book video. And we want to get a teleprompter. And also, yeah, we need a teleprompter specifically for Brian Austin. And also, the lighting is going to work really well. It's going to come in handy for our. Uh, our 100th episode, which is coming up. It is uh, August 18th, I believe, is our is 100th Glenn's episode. Is that birthday or is that the 17th? It is. So we're going to be celebrating two great things Ooh. on that day. And uh, why don't you take us away? Uh, and while you're taking this away, the outro music, is this is for you, buddy, okay? Okay. So we want to thank Grant Gill, who has a following message. Please help keep the pelt population. Control the pelt. Let me do that again. Take two. Please help control the pet population. Have your pet spayed and or neutered. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, Anthony. Thank you.
late 80s when I used to watch this show with my grandma. And a confidant. Thank you for coming on the show, buddy. I love you. This is the extended version, by the way. I'm trying to do the words. Should run out and they all get on the couch together and be like, Yep. Oh, so good. Took place in the Florida, right? Yep. Thanks for <laughs> listening, everybody. All right. See you around, Tiger Claw. Bye. <laughs>